Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay, well. Three, two, one. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. First, we do introductions because we're teeny tiny and nobody knows who we are, but I hope you care who we are. Um, so, hi. I'm Cheryl. I'm the Dungeon Master for Nature Check. I'm also a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. And when I'm not doing research, I'm also a science communicator. And I'm the host and creator of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Um, next is Peter. Hey, uh, my name is Peter. I am an entomologist who works as an agriculture agent in Maryland. Means I teach the public about agricultural science um, and a lot of times that overlaps with entomology, so I do insect pest management, sustainable agriculture, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Awesome. And next is Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm an entomologist in Pittsburgh. I do integrated pest management and plant health care at a public conservatory and botanical garden. So a lot of entomology and a lot of other stuff, too, uh, taking care of plants um, and also doing a lot of public education in the realm of, you know, everything related to plants and horticulture and plant health. Marvelous. And Joe. Hi. <clears throat> I'm Joe Ballinger. I am a uh, PhD student at the University of Wyoming, and I am trying to figure out why weeds hurt crops. Alrighty, and uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, Nancy will not be joining us today because she has a highly successful business, um, but she will be back next Saturday, February 1st, um, and if you want to see more of both Nancy and myself, um, I'll be releasing an interview video I did with Nancy on Thursday, January 30th, so that's next Thursday, and then the day after that, so Friday, January 31st, she'll be interviewing me on her Periscope channel, so yeah, we'll, we'll be around. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, if you are watching Nature Check right now live on Twitch or Periscope, first of all, thank you for being here. Uh, we really hope you'll enjoy what you're going to see this evening. Um, and secondly, if you have any questions for the cast, please put them in the chat on Twitch or Periscope, and I'll do my best to catch them. Or you can tag one of our mods like VronVZ or Eric J. Early or Embodod, and they'll make sure that the question gets addressed at some point. <clears throat> and that leads me into our last bit of housekeeping, which is the socials. You can find Nature Check on Twitter at, at @checknature. So please follow us there for updates and the game schedule. And please subscribe to Nature Check or follow or whatever, both here on Twitch and on our YouTube channel. Um, every game session will be uploaded, um, archived on the YouTube channel. And that's also where you can find our after show recaps, our nature chats on there. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, follows and subs are both on Twitch and and on YouTube really help the channel grow. And if you didn't know this already, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one free Twitch subscription every month through your Amazon Prime account. So if you weren't already using it for some other Twitch channel, consider subscribing to Nature Check on Twitch through Amazon Prime. <clears throat> uh, you can also access Nature Check everywhere you find podcasts. So please give us a listen and share us with your friends and your enemies. And you can find all of the social media information for tonight's players and basically the cast and crew of Nature Check down in the reference section below. <clears throat>
As a special treat, we've started adding some new content to the Nature Check Twitch channel this month. Um, Emily Dodd did an amazing first playthrough of the Untitled Goose game last Saturday. It was really, really funny. Um, and this week, I'll be starting to play games on alternating Wednesday afternoons. Um, so please come and hang out with us and talk about science while we play video games, because we're uber nerds. Um, <laughs> uh, does anybody else have anything like, like to plug? <clears throat> um, I will say at the end of the month, if you live in Maryland and you are interested in poultry, um, on Leap Day, February 29th, um, I'm going to be having a poultry workshop uh, here in Carroll County. Um, you can see that on the Carroll County Detention Facebook page. Neat. Uh, a poultry workshop, not a poultry workshop. No, it's a not poultry <laughs> at all. It's a very robust poultry workshop. Full, full panel of, of experts and nerds, and I'll be there. I'll be talking about predator control. So um, hopefully, if you you know if you have problems with raccoons or foxes or whatever, I'll um, I'll tell you how to deal with them uh, as I would deal with them, not as Cedric would deal with them, which is just <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really like that when you said raccoons, your southern came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should also say that January apparently is a great month for science communicators because two of us had birthdays this month. So happy birthday, Joe. Happy oh, birthday. yeah. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, when was your birthday, Cheryl? I've been so out of it this month. Uh, uh, but just over a week before yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Happy birthday to you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and with that, I guess we should get started. Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacedus for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken, and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular attentions, no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Obadhai and Elana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenibrian Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenibria officially holds no claim over Arda, no outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Sagester is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenibrian colony. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard trained at Iskol University in the Dewan College of Arcane Arts, serves as the, as the group's voice of reason. The consummate academic, Fletcher takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. 
Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Morden with any who would listen, and even with many who won't. Cedric's bright-eyed optimism is only ever momentarily balked when he encounters injustices, and though he commonly puts his foot in his mouth, he has established himself as a valuable member of the team nonetheless. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, secured passage to Arda in order to escape degradation and slaughter in his homeland. Born before the loss, Lucanus has come of age in a world filled with turmoil, and his dark humor and penchant for combat reflect his experiences, yet he also has an open and caring side. Kay has grown up in New Seychester, raised by her adoptive parents. A roguish young woman, Kay's knowledge of the townsfolk and local geography have already helped the group navigate their first few days in a new land. But violence and adventure are new to Kay, and she's still learning how to take care of herself in the dangerous wilds of Arda. <clears throat> Fletcher, Cedric, and Frank? <laughs> Yesterday, Lucanus spent most of the day hiding in the marked bird because the group thought it might be too dangerous for him to wander around in town, and then Cedric and Fletcher found a poster that confirmed your worries. It sounds like Virgin Johns is looking for Carissa. However, you had other business to attend to, and the humor soon got heady as you tried to figure out who to tell about the orc you encountered in the grasslands. The... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just noticed that pun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry. Mission accomplished. Um, Go on. Go on, don't mind me. The Greens weren't home, so then you took a trip to the Naval Fort and made an appointment to speak to Captain Dawson Clark on the 7th. While eating dinner, you spoke with Casper Reed and told him basically everything about your adventures with the Abixians in the Grasslands. He was absolutely fascinated by your story and even made a sketch of the knot design inscribed on the armbands Ishbel gave you. After that, you all went to sleep. Now, it is the morning of Kordem, the sixth day of Bloom Run in the year 972. And you know, as you were told yesterday, that today is a holiday. Happy New Seychester Day. <laughs> Well. Well. Uh, <laughs> um, can you give us a, a quick rundown on what we know mm -hmm. about New Seychester Day? I feel like there were parades? Was there a parade? Um, I believe that Summer might have mentioned the parade to you. Okay. Yes. Because right. um, she's the one who first mentioned New Seychester Day as a holiday. And you were like, what? And then, yeah, she said that it was basically a, a festival day celebrating the founding of the town or the, the founding of the fort that then turned into a town, and she did say something about a parade. All right. Cedric wakes up, does his morning prayers, um, puts his now dry but, like, not but stiff and still dirty shirt or clean-ish, clean, dirty, <laughs> clean, clean but still stained shirt on. Uh, and uh, is going to go downstairs, have breakfast with Leon in the common room of the Mark Birds. The Candace is already downstairs. He has breakfast and a beer because why not? Breakfast and a beer. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a holiday, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already down there also. Having breakfast uh, without a beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, 
I mean, if, if Lucanus is going to have a beer, I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> Can I get one of those, Leon? Uh, absolutely. It's never good to have a friend drink alone. <laughs> yes, those were my thoughts. So, Leon, what are you going to do for um, the new Seychester Day? Uh, yes, well, uh, I can't imagine that uh, many people will be into the tavern today because there will be so many uh, things going on in the streets. So I think I might, um, well, I, I might watch uh, some of the festivities and I might also um, go to the park and uh, read a book or just sort of, you know, soak up the sun. It seems like a very nice day for a holiday, so. Leon celebrates holidays like I do. <laughs> I'm going to not hang out with anybody and read a book. <laughs> I mean, he's basically always working because he owns and runs this place. You know, you haven't really seen anybody else in here, right? So this is his time to be by himself. Yeah. That's true. Uh, cool. Well, I yeah, um, Leon. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I I I feel like I can speak for all of us when I say we won't need you to cook us dinner. We'll find something out about on the street. So feel free to take the day and. Uh, I mean, unless you have other patrons or something like that, but you needn't worry about us. <laughs> well, that is that is good to know. Uh, although I guess I, <laughs> I I I wonder if maybe you you need more worrying than most. Um, but uh, if 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 you all think that you will be fine today, then I will not uh, I will not expect you in. Lucanus raises his glass to the more worrying than most comment. <laughs> but otherwise, says nothing. So, um, are you guys excited about the festivities? I'm really kind of excited to, I don't know, see how the new Seychesterians uh, celebrate. We'll eh. see. Uh, I find that kind of thing sort of frivolous. Oh. Well, I've never been to a parade before, so, I mean, I hear they're pretty cool. Uh, when you've seen one, you've seen them all. Oh. Lucanus orders well, another I, beer. Well, I look forward to having seen all of them, then. And try not to forget, I know today's all these festivities and things, but tomorrow it's straight back to dealing with a lot of problems. We have our appointment tomorrow with the captain. So don't let these things get too to your head. Uh, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, but it is kind of freeing, right? Of like, we don't have any responsibilities until tomorrow. There's nothing we can do to solve any of our problems today. So we might as well enjoy it, right? I mean, I, I mean, well. I guess, I guess for, you're, for once you're, for once you're making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're joking. I, uh, <laughs> I always make sense. Um, but, uh, I mean, well, okay, now I'm forgetting, Frank, um, you also have problems. I was kind of thinking about the orc, potential orc invasion, but... Um, yeah, you... you're, you're talking about going out and enjoying all these things, but uh, how are we going to get Frank out to enjoy all these things? Hmm. Well, I mean, you do have a bag. And even an extra face. <laughs> Ew. Ew. 
<laughs> um, I don't know. I I feel like people would notice if uh, uh, I went out wearing an orc death mask. Ooh. I mean, it, it worked for Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. yeah. Leon. Oh. Leon. I mean. Uh, yes. Uh, is this the kind of uh, holiday where people wear masks? <laughs> uh, not not as far as I know. Oh, this is not a, a a costume party. No. Uh, this is more um, uh, celebrating the uh, Tenebrian naval heroes who uh, built the fort and just sort of uh, celebrating the existence of the town. Um, yes, so this is more about uh, just sort of uh, food and fun uh, than it is about costumes or... Uh, like, there's no sort of... Um, this is not a, a, a religious holiday or... Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it makes sense to me that you could have holidays that weren't religious. Those are just the only kinds that we had back home. But it seems like a good good reason. Uh, well, what do you recommend we go see? Uh, Phil, uh, everything in the entertainment district will be open. Um, and all of the food shops, so the restaurants and the bakery and things like that, they usually have uh, food and things. Um, around midday, the, there's usually a military parade. Um, but yes, it's just sort of a, uh, more of a, a free-for-all. It's not, not a, um, a structured holiday. Okay. Hmm. Well, Cedric, if you would have waited to order your shirts, but maybe they would have been a sale today. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, people would sell things on a holiday? They may. It sounds like people sort of spend the day out and about. Why wouldn't you? Really, uh, can I get another coin? beer? Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. I mean, back home, like I said, all the holidays are religious, so people work on the holidays, obviously, but only in the smithies, and so... You know, you can't buy anything because everybody's working. But, you know, no sales, no commerce. Just crafting. Uh, didn't think about what non-Morden followers do. Uh, All that doesn't even. sound like a very fun holiday. No, it's it's lots of fun. There's, I mean, there's so much, there's always so much work to be done around a forge. Uh, so, you know, it's hot. And you get all dirty, and you sweat a lot, you know, get some new blisters. Lots of fun. Uh, well, so what should what should we do about Frank? Do you, Frank, do you have any ideas? I don't... This is a day of celebration... I, I would feel a little sad if you sat inside again today, but it also means there's going to be a lot of people around. So I don't know if that makes it easier or harder for somebody to recognize you. Maybe we can blend into the crowds. We could mask you, perhaps. Yeah. I feel like we should still have a, a long-term plan for how we're going to deal with this whole you being framed for kidnapping thing. Like, 
Short term, all right, we could get by in the crowds today. Sure, that sounds like a good plan. I like that. Do you guys have any ideas about how we could deal with this, though? I mean, we can talk to the military about it tomorrow, but it seems a little bit... Is there... I could just go camping in the woods. But eventually we'll have to deal with this guy. Is there a way we can get back in contact with Carissa? If if they think she's missing and that's his whole claim, do we have any way to get her attention again and have her reappear and perhaps talk to somebody in the town guard to say she's not kidnapped, she's not missing? You think, you think we could get the mermaids to kick Origin's ass? Because that might be fun. If we can get him in the water. <laughs> I he, mean... His brothel is next to the dock, so we just push him in, right? <laughs> like, we have, it was we very shoddily built, so we could push the whole building in the water. Or we could get a saw and cut underneath him, you know, like <laughs> in, a, in an old school Bugs Bunny cartoon. It sounds like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like there's a stealth roll high enough for that. Cheryl, I feel like you're not yes-anding me here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I didn't say you couldn't. <laughs> Although, um, I, I don't know if you noticed this or if you ever asked, but his, it's not like, it's not like the brothel is on, like, wood and there's just, like, water underneath the brothel. It is on, like, there is soil underneath the brothel. That just means we need to build a big tunnel. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we have to get behind the brothel and push it from here till it's over there. Are mermaids good at digging? Do they have fossorial orlins? Are there this mermaids that are especially adapted to different Underground, tasks? underwater people. <laughs> the mole mermaids, yeah. Do the mermaids have an alliance with the mole, mole people that yeah. I'm just assuming exist? I mean, there are a lot of fish species that are very good at digging. Can we talk about... Maybe they build giant <laughs> nests, you know, that, that would, would go underneath the... <laughs> Well, I we love, already we already I love know mermaids. Um, we already know that we already know about my theory that mermaids are just fish that practice aggressive mimicry. No, I like that. I like that theory a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. Question: the 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 bounty or the the wanted poster that we found was it an official? Like, did it look like an official like New Seychester Guard bounty, or was it just like? I had this printed at the print shop and I put it up myself kind of thing. Um, have you seen any official New Seychester Guard bills hung around town? Mm, I don't know. Have I? <laughs> Probably not. Um, well, if you, is that something you're, like, you still have it. So are you trying yeah, to, like, yeah, are you trying to, like, examine it and decide? Yeah, let's take a look at it. Does okay. It, does it say, like, if found, contact New Seychester Town Guard, or does it say if found, contact Virgin? Hmm. Um. <clears throat> let's see. Because if there's something I know about missing people reports on social media, it's that if it doesn't say to contact the police, then it's bullshit. <laughs> mm -hmm. If it doesn't say to contact the police, it's an abusive husband. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Or a pimp who's had his mermaid escape. Yeah, that happens surprisingly often. Mm -hmm. I've seen like three Facebook posts on that. 
All right. Um, I will have Cedric do this since you're the one who headed the question. Okay. You can choose either gather information, sense motive, or straight intelligence. Um, and the one you choose will, like, it will determine what kind of information you get. Um, so you can choose either gather information or sense motive or straight intelligence check. Uh, that's a 13. A 13 what? Um, uh, sense motive. Okay, a 13 sense motive. Um, so it, it seems like from the, the way it's written, um, that he probably at least wrote the, you know, wrote the narrative himself, um, you're not necessarily very familiar with, like, how bills are printed, um, so you can't really tell whether or not, you know, like, who who printed it or how it was printed or whatever, or, or written. Um, there isn't, like, a logo or anything to, you know, there, there's no, like, you know, small print at the bottom that indicates that it's associated with the New, Ch New Sagester Guard or anything like that. Um, you can definitely, like, I mean, you only had a short interaction with the man, but, like, you can you can tell, like, Wurgen's hand is all over this in terms of, like, the 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 phrasing and the the word choice like it's slimy right like mm. because you know you know the truth it seems slimy um but yeah like it's not like you immediately see anything that makes it official but mm. so i don't i don't think that this was printed by the guard so i don't think that showing carissa to the guard would get us out of anything i think this is virgin trying to sick the local populace on us It seems like the kind of sleazy thing that he would do. Lucanus just sort of shrugs and, yeah. I mean, what is what do the guards know about what he does? Um, I mean, they didn't seem particularly interested in helping me when I told them that he was trafficking, he mermaid trafficking. Well, they they were of the mind that it's a it's an allowed business here. Mm -hmm. So they weren't going to interfere. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be like, we ask them to go arrest the person who's making your shirts, for for making shirts. Well, but yeah, but he's not making shirts. Well, no, he it's that it it's not that he's making shirts. It's making shirts against their will. Shirts have the shirts consented to be made into my shirts, and Carissa and did not. Then... And then the metaphor fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, we, and so the the build, who, who does it say to contact with with information? Or like, if you have information, if you see this person, who, do, who does it say to talk to? Uh, it says to go to the Hidden Grove. What? Hidden do we grove? know the Hidden Grove? <laughs> Is that the name of his establishment? Did we, we never even learned the name of that place. Hmm. Hey, Leon. Uh, yes. Uh, do you know a place in New Sanchester called the Hidden Grove? Let's see. Oh, Leon doesn't that know was about on that. my that was on my coaster. <laughs> Leon does not know Aww. about the Hidden Grove. That was an eight. Oh, <laughs> Leon, such a upstanding citizen. Um, hmm. Well. If you remember correctly, there's also more than one brothel in this town. 
So. I need to run and grab my cell phone charger. Sorry. I'll be right back. All right, fine. A, a discerning client, then. Um, <laughs> um, we may have to... We may have to ask around a little bit more uh, if Kay doesn't show up today, either. Yeah, I feel like we should go... I don't know. Her mom really didn't look excited to see us, so I'm hesitant to, to go back and try and ask again there for her. Leon, you still haven't seen Kay, right? Uh, no, I have not seen her Hope she's uh, okay. yesterday or today. Well, there'll be a lot of people out and about today. No reason we can't. A lot of people going a lot of places. I imagine asking where a certain thing is, it will be happening a lot today. True. Um, well, you want to go outside and see what's going on? Go wander around? Yeah, I'm about wrapped up. I eat the last few bites of breakfast. Go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> I'm pulling a Travis McElroy. No one ever says they're going to the bathroom. So when do they go to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. well, I'm saying I'm going to the bathroom. Thank you. Yeah. I hate that. Like, the only time... That you, or like the only bathrooms that you know the location of in Hogwarts are ones that are like specific to plot points. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the one bathroom that nobody uses because there's a ghost haunting it, and so they use it because it's the connection to a secret lair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I I appreciate it. I think it was Star Trek Voyager. Oh, and the prefect so, bathroom. <laughs> I think it was the third Star Trek series where they finally mentioned that like showers exist. Oh. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> uh, there's also the bathroom that Hermione is trapped in with the troll. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I think you know the location of three bathrooms in Hogwarts. Two are girls' bathrooms. One is the male prefect's bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Where are the bathrooms <laughs> in the Mark Bird? How many bathrooms are there? Uh, have you heard of chamber pots? Oh, okay. So there's chamber pots. <laughs> in the there's not one in the dining room, I hope. Well, no. No, it's in your room. <laughs> Do you just chuck it out the window, or is there like a... Uh... That's what Leon does. <laughs> does yeah. Leon just chuck it out the window? Well, I mean, there's like... So, it's not like a plumbed modern city. This is a... It's a very new city. Yeah. It's a city that sort of um, grew haphazardly, patchworky, organically, right? So there's not a lot of infrastructure. A lot of these streets are not even especially straight. Because it's just sort of you know where people built things. There wasn't there wasn't there was no city planning. Hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, any room can be a chamber pot if you really want it to be. Right. Um, so yeah. So there's not like there's not plumbing or like an official sewer. Um, but here in sort of like the market district and also like when you went to the greens home and you were in sort of the upper class district, there are like. Um, there are ditches that sort of have, like, a cover over them. So basically, like, people can, yeah, they can take their waste out and sort of toss it in this ditch, um, and it runs presumably to the ocean where the waste can be dissipated into the water. Um, yeah, in the slummy area, there weren't really, like, established ditches, so there was a lot of just, like, waste kind of everywhere. Um, yeah. There's a whole... There's a whole D&D, like, uh, expansion pack book about city planning, and they go in, there's, like, a whole chapter on, um, like, rich versus poor areas and cities and what kind of plumbing or waste disposal they have. So I was ready for that question. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like they were really trying to keep capitalizing and making money. Yeah, they were like, 
Also that. <laughs> thank, thank you for publishing so many books, Wizards of the Coast. You made my life incredibly easy. <laughs> um, I forget why we started talking about this. Because we're... Oh, right. because, I said I was, because I said we were heading out and I went to the bathroom. Gotcha. Right. All right. Bathroom done. Uh, Joe, you, you, is is Frank good to go to the? You you're good to head out? You want to come out? To head out with us? Do you need to? You have your hood. Or... Who's Joe? I thought he was Frank. Yeah, yeah Frank, you I, have man. your hood. Wouldn't the hood be recognizable though? Yeah. That's just sort of what I oh, wear. Lots of That's people my have hoods. Brand. It probably looks sketchy today because it's such a lovely day out. Your brand. <laughs> um, Candace is an influencer. Yeah, the the poster doesn't say you're an elf, so maybe you should keep your hood off, because obviously you'd have to be an idiot not to write elf on the, like as like that's your most identifying characteristic is that you're like got you're freakishly you know pointy eared. <laughs> You know, from Cedric's perspective, um, you know, so like that, like this Lucanus guy sounds like a big human. Yeah. So we can Lucanus get wasn't really wearing his robes anyways, but he's got his armor on, he's got his weapons on, and he follows uh, Cedric and Fletcher out into the street. Marvelous. And when you step out into the street, it's like 60-ish degrees Fahrenheit, breezy, clear, gorgeous spring day. Um, <clears throat> and you can see the marketplace is filled with people wearing their best clothes. Flowers, bunting, and streamers decorate every cart and building. Uh, there are a few street entertainers, musicians, jugglers, uh, street magicians, um, as well as a small wooden puppet theater where there are some children gathered. Uh, the air is filled with the smells of roasting meat, baking bread, and liquor. Cedric runs over to the puppet theater and sits down. <laughs> Immediately forgets what we're doing. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, are you going to, you're going to watch the puppet show? Yes. Okay, um, so you can see they sort of have just started, um, and there's a few puppets. This is, like, I mean, it's small because it's not like a theater theater, but there are obviously several people behind here playing all of the characters. Um, and so you can see several puppets that are made to look like sailors, and they seem to be running about on the deck of a ship um, and yelling something about a giant shark. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric is just, like, completely enraptured. <laughs> And if you want to know why we're laughing so hard, you should go watch From the Annals of History. <laughs> Where they ran about on the deck of a ship and yelled about a giant shark, and only only one person died? <laughs> yeah. And it was an NPC. Um... <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cedric. so it's a pretty Cedric, good pump show. Are you able to figure out who this Peter guy really is? No. I keep... I keep... I keep having trouble. I keep having trouble following who's playing Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. Rude. It's because you keep talking. Why? Just shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> talks during movies. I can tell. He's mm, the worst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's the guy who. He's the guy who cheers. Who like cheers on the main character? Like makes makes catty remarks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty good puppet show. Yeah, he's just he's just a little drunk right now, so it's that side of him's gonna come out. Nice. Oh, good. Right. Drunk in the morning. This is gonna be a great day. <laughs> Fletcher's just. <laughs> yeah. It, how how does Fletcher react to this? Just we just step out and you just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine Fletcher's doing whatever the D and D equivalent of like standing there playing with your phone is. <laughs> Well, it's also funny because, like, Cedric, you're kind of the same size, like, well, you're at least the same height as many of the children at the puppet theater, but I imagine that you might have elbowed your way to the front so that you could see. <laughs> yes. So now there's, like, you in your armor, and you're kind of stouter than most of the children, so you're kind of taking up the space of, you know, maybe two kids, and you've got your weapons and whatever, but you're just yeah. enraptured. The handle um, of my Warhammer is sticking up and blocking, like, yeah. three kids, like... Instead, he's like he's like leaning forward like this, sitting cross. He's just a very large. He's just a very large child, so kind of walk Luchanus, over. Janice gets bored with the puppet show and starts like looking for food tents around. Are there food tents around? Um. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Fletcher. What were you gonna say too? Oh, no, I was gonna say I'd like kind of walk over boredly, standing there on the outskirts, seeing Cedric do this, like. By like other parents there at the kids, and I'm like, which <laughs> one's yours? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, in the middle there. Yeah, oh, it's mine. We do yeah, that in the park too. He's a special handful. Oh, adorable. Um, yeah, so there are some food stands around. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of food. Were you looking for something specific? No, I was just curious as to what they were serving. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a little bit drunk and a little bit hungry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just ate breakfast. <laughs> hey, when you drink, it makes you hungry. Is there, like, a midi- like ye old magical Taco Bell? <laughs> Got a turkey <laughs> leg. Magical Best part taco of Bell. Um, oh, turkey legs. Through Renfair turkey leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so as I scroll through the vendors... Um, so you can see there's a, a sort of a tent out in front of the bakery on the street. Um, the, the bakery is Do Re Mi, um, and you can see, yes. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you can see the baker has um, some things out in a tent. Who else has stuff? Um, there's a tent out in front of the shop next to um, Elsa's apothecary. Um, that has, like, a table, and it looks like there are um, maybe books and scrolls on there. Um, who else? Yeah, if you wander around a bit more, you might see some other things, um, but that's what you can see, basically, from, like, where you're standing right now. Well, I definitely need me some of that bread. The... <laughs> is that oh. where is that where you're going? Oh, no, I'm still keeping track of Cedric. Oh. <laughs> Did he just make a bun that I totally missed? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Okay, okay, Katie. Um, all right, so I assume the puppet show ends, right? As soon as the puppet show ends... It so never it's gonna, ends. Like, it's going to, like, look around. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty long puppet show, mm. but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As soon as it ends, he's gonna like look around for for Fletcher and Lucanus and and see like... Fletcher like standing at, uh, beside the like the rest of the parents and he's gonna run over there. 
Sounds I have like, like my, I have my journal like open. I'm just, I'm just like doodling in margins. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh, Fletcher, where'd Lucanus go? I don't know, Cedric. I can only keep track of one child at a time. <laughs> Which child? Lucanus Which child is just keep track of? walking around looking at the food things. So he's not that far from the puppet show. He's just sort of milling around. So kind of scan around and see if we. Probably pretty easy to see him milling about. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he's over there. Over there. Let's go over there. And you go over to you go him. over to the food stands. Yeah. Lucanus, what'd you get? What do you do you buy anything? No, nah, I'm still looking. <clears throat> um, really good. There's also um uh tents for some restaurants, um that they've sort of um set up in like the kind of around the park area. Um, so, like, the restaurant or restaurants that are in, like, the entertainment district or the upper-class district, they've sort of um, brought over some things uh, into the market district because that seems to be mostly where people are gathering for this event. Um, so, yes, you see a few <clears throat> um, tents for the various restaurants in the city. Um, you also see um, a tent with... a. Uh, the woman that you met very briefly, or that Kay spoke to very briefly in the entertainment district, um, whose shop was right across the street from the alley where you were investigating the murder? I remember her. Mm-hmm. She's uh, the one who has the freakishly pointy ears, too. Just like Lucanus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Lucanus doesn't really show any interest in going over to the tent. He's just sort of drunkenly perusing the menus of the food tents, looking okay. for something that looks good. So are you, like, actively avoiding that woman, or are you going to, like, happen close to her tent but just not engage? Oh, I'm, I'm actively avoiding her. Okay. So making a wide berth around. Yeah, but I'm making it, I'm making it seem fairly casual. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to decide if I want to... Can I do an insight check to see if I notice this? On on Lucan... Well, okay, yeah. so perception would be, like, noticing... Oh, well, yeah, I guess sense motive would tell you, like, whether he was being intentional about it. Sure. Okay. Can I um, do some sort of... Can you I have, do some sort of deception roll? You have to do a bluff. A bluff check. You don't even need All a bother. Right. <laughs> what did you roll? I, mean, I got a six. That's dick. I got a nine. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Neither of you is doing real great, but Lucanus <laughs> is, is doing his version of act casual, um, but Cedric is too distracted by all of the shiny things. And honestly, that, that roll contest right there was just roll to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> So, Fletcher, what do you want to do today? Uh, find out where the Lost Grove is. Oh, right. Hidden Grove. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, hey, Lucanus, we were doing a thing, remember? Do you think, do you think they make, do you think they make ranch dressing in the Hidden Grove? Now listen. I bet they make some other kind of dressing that Cheryl has invented <laughs> that'll poison me. <laughs> or at the very least, get on your shirt. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't make up hammer beer. That was a thing we found on the internet. <laughs> we, made up, we made up the other specialty drinks, but that one we took straight from the internet. 
<laughs> nothing on the internet has ever hurt me before, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's not my fault. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Um, the kind of drink you 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 buy to get hammered. Is there like? Okay, I imagine there's like a crowd of people around, right? All right. I want to find somebody who looks moderately sketchy, like, <laughs> uh, like, like not like he's gonna attack me for just a, like talking to him, but like somebody who doesn't look like they're wearing this Sunday best, right? Like, I want to find the guy at the carnival in sweatpants, or maybe a blood-stained shirt. Yeah, exactly. Maybe what you look like right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you um? Are you looking for someone you already know, or are you looking for someone you don't know? If I see someone I know, I want to go talk to them, but if, if I don't see any, somebody I know, then I want to... anybody. Okay, um, give me a perception check. Um, that is a 12. Okay, um, so as you're scanning the crowd... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a wide variety of people. Um, so you see, again, there are lots of humans, um, including some who you might know. Um, there are halflings, there's a few gnomes, um, there's someone who, um, sticks out a little bit, um, if you're specifically looking for for shifty people, uh, he's got dark-ish skin, um, but he looks kind of like Lucanus in terms of, like, face and body shape. And when I say, like, dark skin, it's kind of like this, like, deep, almost, like, purpley dark color. Okay. Um, and he's, he's got that... a, he's got a, he's got a hood on kind of like Lucanus had been doing. Is this, is this some, is this a group that I would recognize? That's a great question. Um, give me, Gracious, what should I ask you to roll for that? That's a very um, thoughtful do question. You, Sorry. Do yeah, do you <laughs> do you have knowledge history? <clears throat> Has anybody seen Dangerous Lives of Alder Boys while he's looking at that? No, I don't have knowledge history. Okay, um then give me an intelligence check. Intelligence check. Uh, 16. Um, yeah, so, I don't, you probably haven't ever seen, um, an individual like this before, um, but the, just the appearance strikes you as, um, resembling something you've heard about in stories, maybe, maybe in your childhood. Um, this individual looks like maybe a dark elf, or what some people would call a drow. Hmm. Um, Lucanus, Lucanus sort of gestures to the figure in the, in the hood. Hey, look over there. Drow. Maybe he knows something. Ooh. Uh, Cedric is going to go over and, uh, walk up to the drow and say, um, uh, excuse me, sir, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, can I ask you a question? I think you just did. Can I ask you, oh, uh, um, 
Yeah, uh, can I ask you two more questions then? Including what that would, one? What, what would you like to know? Do you know, um, where I'm new in town, and I'm looking for a place uh, called the uh, Hidden Grove. Have you heard of it? He sort of looks you up and down, like maybe twice, real calmly, and is like, you're looking for the Hidden Grove? Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's in the area sort of to the east of the docks. Uh, uh, to the east of the docks. Is that the slums? Is that the same as the slums? Yeah, in that area. Huh, okay. Uh, is there like a sign out front? I don't think they have a sign. Hmm. That's, I guess that's why it's hidden, right? <laughs> uh, Alright, well, thanks. That's been really helpful. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Cedric, by the way. I stick my hand out. Well, it's been nice uh, meeting you. Thanks. Bye. I like, walk back over to Fletcher and Lucanus. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he is not very friendly, but he did tell me it's in the slums. Which yeah. I guess makes sense. Dark elves don't like to talk a whole lot. Oh, well, you could have told me... Th Why did you tell me to go talk to him, then? Because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I mean, I guess it was fun. I mean, he wasn't, like, rude or anything. Just not very friendly. He didn't seem like he was having any fun. So do you guys want to no, go... No, they never do. Do you guys want to go to the slums? I feel like maybe if we're going to go look at this place that we're supposed to go to, if we find Lucanus, maybe we shouldn't bring Lucanus? Does that sound like a good idea? If there's no sign, how are we supposed to look for it? There's a lot of things in the slums. Oh, didn't think about that. Um, okay, uh, I guess we could go to the slums and ask again, somebody who looks more helpful. Man, I miss Kay. <laughs> Um, I think Fletcher's gonna try something with the, are they still near the, the, like, bread stall? I mean, yeah, everything's sort of centrally aggregated today. Right, well, I'll, I'm gonna, I guess, go up to one of the stalls, I guess, yeah, the bread one, and, so, like, and, like, goes up and looks at things, looks at things on the table, um, he's like, oh, hello, have a, a good new Seychester day to you. Good news, good news yesterday to you, too. Um, and you see there is um, a halfling woman um, tending the stall or the counter. Um, <clears throat> uh, very stout and very fair. Freckles, green eyes, blonde hair. Uh, it's turning maybe slightly gray at the roots, but otherwise just a very pleasant-looking um, person. And um, there are three other halflings sort of moving in between um, the stall and the interior of their actual, like, their shop. Um, so you see uh, a person who looks, you know, very much like this woman who's tending the stall, but uh, maybe like a teenager-y um, halfling female, um, and then two uh, identical um, halfling boys who are probably a little younger than that, um, than that girl. 
Oh, what what are what, what is this one? It looks so good. And I point to just one mm-hmm. of the things on the table, not really like caring what it actually is. Yeah. Oh, that's our special hearty seed loaf. So it's got uh, several different kinds of seeds, both um, from our home and also some things that we've uh, come to love from the other continents. So it's a, sort of a, a world bread, if you will. Mmm, seeds. You feel like a little bird. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'll take a loaf of that. Why don't you wrap that up for me? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, that will be uh, seven copper. Okay. So I hand, I hand that over. Um, and while while we're doing the exchange, I say, you know, I, I'm, I'm, sort of new in in New Chester, <laughs> and uh, I've been trying to uh, find out. Uh, <laughs> that laugh you know, was so centric. <laughs> <laughs> find my way around and. Uh, th- this seems like a great day to learn things. I, I heard uh, somebody. I I heard them say that uh, the name of a place earlier called the Hidden Grove. Is that wh- what is that place? Are they doing something special for this day? Um, I I haven't heard of that place. Um, hmm. I I, I don't know if there is something going on that sounds like fun, but I, it's not a place I've heard of. Well, thank you. I just take the bread and turn around and leave. Sorry about that. Enjoy your day. Hmm. I come back and throw the bag of bread at Cedric, Cedric <laughs> into his hand. Opens the bag. He didn't know anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, roll an attack. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Um. So, I drop well, the bag we... of bread on the ground. <laughs> and then I, I pick it up and I open the bag and I start eating it. Um, okay. Lucanus, Lucanus takes a piece, kind of drunkenly, and pops it in his mouth. Yeah, uh, you you need a biscuit to sop you up, boy. <laughs> Lucanus, you you notice that um quite a few of the grains in this bread, or like the whole seeds that are in it and on top of it, are uh, fairly familiar to you. It looks like a, a lot of these seeds or grains are things that grew on Udivan. No, yeah, tastes like home. And um, yeah, so. I figure if a, if a nice business owner like that didn't know what this place is at all, it's clearly not, you know, a fellow reputable business in town. Ah, I think part of the underworld. Almost as if it's hidden. So it's not any kind of... Good grief. <laughs> ...place they would know. Uh, so I guess we can just head over there, unless there's somewhere else here either of you want to stop. No, I'm full. This bread is really good. Uh, we got bread. I'm good. Let's uh, go. Yeah. Let's head that way. Okay, so you're heading back to the slums? Yep. Okay. Um, oh, come on. Oh, sorry. My internet just failed on my laptop. Oh, okay, no. We okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. so you're heading back to the slums. Um. Are you heading back just, like, along the docks like you did before? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you walk past and you see there's the Lux Rum, which, uh, Cedric, you've been in twice now. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Or more. We could go um, to that place. Um, and then next to that is um, the brothel that you uh, interacted with. Um, there's a few other like buildings that look like um, businesses or, or shops rather than... Uh, um, rather than homes, um, so I don't know what you would like to go to. Well, they know you in there, Cedric. Yeah, we could go back in there and ask. They're very Might helpful. Well, 
go somewhere where everybody knows your name. <laughs> well, they don't. Wait, did I use a fake name last time? Now, now I'm upset. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you wanna go where everybody knows your name? I don't know if these people are glad he came, though. Yeah, they're definitely not. <laughs> not um, glad I came. Uh, so, I don't remember whether I used a fake name when I went in there last time. <laughs> well, you can see if they call you something when you walk in. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Cedric walks into the Luxrung Tavern and just, like, opens the door and then stands there expectantly. <laughs> like, slowly looking around the room to see if there's anyone there he recognizes. Um, so it's still dark, smoky interior. Um, there aren't a whole lot of people in here right now. Um, it seems very thin compared to the other times that you went in the Lux room. Um, you don't immediately see anyone behind the bar. Uh, is, do any of the patrons look like people I've interacted with? Uh, any of the, like, fisher folk? Um, no. The the people you interacted with in here before was, um, there was a dwarf, dwarven blacksmith, you interacted with the ship's captains, and you interacted with the the fishermen. Um, none of them are in here. Okay. Um, are, are Fletcher and Lucanus in here with me, or is it just me? Nope, I sat down on the dock. <laughs> oh, I'm with Fletcher. Dingling your feet over the water. Alright, yep. in that case, um... I'm kind of drunkenly nibbling on the bread. <laughs> Went back to writing oh. in the book. <laughs> he just, he's just sort of cradling the bread, almost like a baby. All right. He's very, is very attached to the spread. The seagulls start circling. All right. Uh... That's what battle axes are for. <laughs> I was just going to say, roll initiative. Um... <laughs> hey, I have more spells now. I know. Bring it. <laughs> I feel like with seagulls, you need to, though. Like, come on. <laughs> Good eating on those. Uh, Better than rat. <laughs> is it any different I mean, than rat, really? No, I could probably make rat taste good. Seagull drumsticks. Rats are too cute to eat. I'd eat a seagull. Oh uh, yeah, that the yep. Seagull. If we want to get into how seagull is. Oh wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if Emily was here, she would have some questions about. The identity of the birds that we're serving. Yeah. What are these gulls? <laughs> <laughs> Ring-billed, herring, black bags. <laughs> Albatross. Mm. <laughs> just, they look small, and then they start descending, and we notice they're like brown right? pelicans like, that are going <laughs> to eat the crap out of us. <laughs> Large enough for pelicans to are, Cedric. <laughs> pelicans are mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Seagulls aren't a thing. Look it up. Um... <laughs> That's only if you want to be one of those pedantic, like, pain-in-the-butt scientists who's like, well, actually... Yeah. Only bugs in the order Hemiptera can be called bugs. <laughs> Everything Anything else on Neil deGrasse Tyson's Twitter feed. That. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't squish us. We're so tiny. <laughs> anyway. Pedantry is not the path to education. <laughs> Absolutely not. Only to alienating people. Um, Cedric, what were you looking for? <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like, how many other, are there? What? What are the other patrons of the bar? What do they look like? Right. Start shouting drunkenly. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there's Knowing like me, I would fail. I would fail my role to perform drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's like two kind of grizzled-ish human <laughs> males, not not sitting together, but sitting at different points along the bar, just sort of drinking, hanging out. All right. Uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to like hop up on one of the bar stools, which I imagine takes a little bit of a climb. Of course um, you are. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you doing the thing where you like you like land on the seat on your stomach and then your legs are like scrabbling a little bit to try to like get you up on it. Yeah, yeah, it's not delicate. We need we need to get this boy some skills in the climbing. <laughs> Add, yeah, or jump. Jump needs to be higher. Yep, I'm not proficient in both either of those. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do that and then I sit at the bar. And I look over the bar. Okay. And when you look over the bar, <clears throat> uh, you see um, kind of a young-looking halfling with an absolutely fastidious personal appearance. Um, he's got medium brown skin and tightly curled black hair um, that seems to be freshly washed and maybe even perfumed slightly. Um He's got it, it worn sort of medium length to show off the curls, um, but he's clean-shaven otherwise. Um, he's got sort of uh, slightly effeminate-looking eyes and lips, um, and he, uh, he looks up as you uh, sort of situate yourself on the stool, I guess. Um, and uh, give me a perception check. Um, that's uh, 13. Um, so you kind of recognize this guy a little bit. Like he looks familiar? Yeah. Yeah, you, you feel like you've seen him maybe once before. I say. But not, not here. Uh, I say, hello! Well, hello! Uh, do you need a drink? Yes! Alright, uh, uh, what can I get you? Just a regular beer. A regular <laughs> beer. Coming yes. right up. Um, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I'm Cedric. Oh, nice to meet you, Cedric. Uh, I'm Magnus. Magnus. It's a good name. My Thank great, you. My great-grandfather on my mother's side was named Magnus. Where do we know Magnus from? Um, you don't have any dwarven relatives, do you? Uh, no. As far as I know, everyone in my family is a halfling. Oh, okay. So, um, you from around here, Magnus? I've been around. Cool. So, um, I, I'm looking for somebody, and I hear they're a pretty disreputable fellow. And they might hang out at a place called the Hidden Grove? Have you ever heard of it? Sounds like you don't like it. Well, no, I just, I'm just being secretive well but you I said secretive. but you said disreputable well, the, you not the fellow, like this person or this place the, the fellow is a bit disreputable oh uh, a customer maybe yes i mean they get all kinds in there you know that's <laughs> one of those businesses everybody seems to need but uh yeah i i mean it's right next door Which side? The left side or the right side? He, oh, he, oh, he, points, he points to the side where, like, if you went out that way, you would be back at the brothel. Uh, okay. That's very helpful. Thank you so much. 
Uh, I am going to drink this beer. How much did it cost me? Um, how much did it cost you? No, 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 no. Um, I think it was like a silver. Yeah. I'm going to pay him two silvers. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to drink the entire mug and then leave. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, bye, Magnus, as I leave. It was really nice to meet you. Um, bye. And you can see, like, as he's been, like, you know, just hanging out behind the bar, um, because, you know, nobody else came in and ordered anything while you were drinking, um, he had a, a cat that sort of walked out from somewhere and was sort of, you know, doing the figure eight thing between his legs. Oh. Um, like a medium-sized tabby cat was back there with him. Oh. Um, but other than that, yeah, you drink your beer and you leave. Um. And I'm going to sit down. Uh, I'm going to walk up to, to Fletcher and Lucanus, who I assume are both still sitting on the dock with their legs dangling over the side. Um, hey, uh, guys. Um, so I figured out that the um, the hidden grove is the the brothel. It's 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 Virgin's place. It's the place like right right there, right right there that Virgin lives in. So um, or works in. So this uh this manhunt for for Frank is not above board. This has nothing to do with the town guard. Yeah. Wouldn't the town guard want the information, not straight to the brothel owner? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think this is. I mean, obviously Chris is not his daughter, because he doesn't look like a. I mean, doesn't look like a merfolk, because he looks like he's never had he'd a bath be, in his he'd life. He'd be a very bad stepdad. Yeah, so, um, I think, I think we can safely assume that the town guard's not after us, but we're still gonna have to deal with Wurgen at some point. Yeah, but we'll be able to just deal with him. I mean, you know, there's, there's not the whole town guard to deal with. Yeah. Or watch out for, or... But, potentially he has friends. Didn't... Lucanus, didn't you learn about some compatriots of his? Some some rough and tumble folks that he travels with? Uh Lucanus is going to flip through his memories. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean he I had like a dwarf. Was, I feel like there was somebody with like a, a real intimidating nickname like the spider or the knife or something like that. Mm, well, there's oh, the there's, uh, uh, Bralda, who is a dwarf. I didn't see a hammer. Hmm. All right. Well, and, uh, uh, you know that, that's pretty much pretty much it that I saw. Or no, Bethelda. Bethelda. Hmm. The worst kind of dwarf. Hmm. Well. What kind of? What do you mean the worst kind of dwarf? Oh, I just mean, I mean, somebody that would work with somebody like Virgin. Uh, all right. Well, I think we probably shouldn't hang out here. Probably. And we clearly would need a plan before we do anything more. Yeah. All right. Well, since we don't have a plan, let's leave. Go back to the parade? What time is the parade? Does anybody figure out what time the parade is? Do you remember what Leon told you? No. 
And just just that it, there was a parade. <laughs> he said around midday. Oh. What time is it? I mean, it's sort of moving in that direction. As time does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be concerned if it was moving away from midday. <laughs> well, post-midday. Yeah, post-midday time would be moving away from Aren't midday. Are always moving towards and away from midday? Ooh. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> this is the kind of dumb shit that Cedric says as we walk back into the pantry. <laughs> he strokes his beard thoughtfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, as you as you make it back into the, I'm assuming you're going back to the market district area. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like as you make it back to the market district area, um, you can see the crowd is shifting and starting to line the quote unquote streets. Um, <clears throat> some agile young men perch on rooftops and all eyes turn to the street. Um, and just are, I'm assuming, are you going to try to find a space in the crowd or are you ignoring this and going somewhere else? Cedric uh. wants to see the parade. So yeah, he's going to try and find a place like in the in the front, where he can see. Yeah, we might as well stay. I doubt we can really move around and do anything more while this is happening. Okay. Um, yeah, so you sort of squeeze in um, amongst all the people and find a place to watch. Um, and so from the western part of town, um, where the naval port is, and you guys know that because you were just there yesterday, um, you hear a rumbling at first, and then after a little while you see a cloud of dust um, out of which eventually appears a column of soldiers headed by a figure in full armor riding atop a beautiful brown horse. Um, the figure has a long sword in an elaborate scabbard um, hung at their side. Um, and yeah, so there's a little bit of a military parade with this uh, figure on the horse sort of leading the column. Um, and they march past, and of course they've got, you know, banners, and it's very, you know, sort of ceremonial armor and weapons, right, and like, you know, definitely putting on a show, and the crowd cheers, and, you know, there are children waving tiny flags and that sort of thing. Um, but it's not a huge military parade. Um, and then they sort of loop through the town and go back in the direction of the fort. Cedric cheers the whole time. He's mm. super excited. He's, um, <clears throat> like, found one of the little flags. He has one of the little flags, too. He's uh, waving <laughs> it really emphatically over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, Canis has sort of drunkenly eaten about half the loaf by now. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, as the parade is sort of um, ending, um, Cedric, you hear kind of at your elbow uh, a familiar voice. Um, uh, seems like you really enjoyed that, huh? Uh, Cedric turns around. He's yeah. He turns around. Um, so you see. Um, the gnome that you met in the second apothecary, um, and uh, and also the man made out of water, is, <laughs> is with him. Um, and they're both sort of smiling at the three of you. Um, although the you know the man made out of water has that mischievous grin on his face. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I've never been to a parade before. It was my first time. Really? A plucky man like you has never been to a parade before? Why, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I felt I felt like I was a part of the action. Mm. Um, can you give me a perception check? I can. 
In fact, are are, you, are the two of you paying attention to this exchange? Yeah, um, I yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I was, I would, I went up with Cedric, mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I got a twenty. Woo! Since he ran ahead again. Okay. Uh, yeah, with Cedric, what did you get on your perception? I got an eight. An eight. That's that's with a plus six. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I rolled Fletcher. so bad. I haven't rolled above a ten all night. Uh, well, it's not as bad as I did. I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Cedric, so, you're just enjoying the conversation with. Oh no! Everybody's lagging. Your acquaintances. Um, uh, <laughs> Fletcher is just watching to make sure he doesn't anything stupid. Um, Lucas, you noticed uh, the no when he said uh, plucky. Did you say plucky? Yes. When he said the word plucky, um, he went. Peter just... Okay, yeah, I just had... Sorry, everybody was lagging there for a second. Um, Yeah. uh, Hold on. The little signal things indicate... Or showing Peter is really low to me. No. Yeah. Got one bar. Yeah. Ron says she's back to normal. Oh, no. We need to check your upload speed. Yeah. For once, I'm not having the problems. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. We still got a ways to go. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Peter got stuck in a really awesome pose. <laughs> Did I? His um, hand over his heart, looking just super inspirational. Oh, that's just that's just me all, all the time. Can yeah. you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. It's a little better now. All right. It seem, seems good now? Yep. Yeah. A little better. Yeah. Okay. All right. So probably my fault. So what did no what, what did uh, Plucky Gnome Boy say? Hmm. I I didn't hear what uh, what he said. What Lucanus noticed. Oh well, yeah, you don't oh, yeah. you don't know oh, what Lucanus. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, but, yeah. it's better. It's better that way. Damn, I see. You you, you squashed my bandwidth just to uh, <laughs> limit my player knowledge. I appreciate no. your commitment to uh, the game, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we get to that point, I'll tell you guys to take your headphones off. But. Um. Uh, so, uh, uh, what are you doing here, pops? Oh, well, we never miss a chance to get out and, you know, interact with the city. Uh, I've been here for quite a while and love seeing all the folks having a good time. So here we are, enjoying the beautiful day and the festivities. You know, and hopefully it's okay to do this here. I'm glad I ran into you. I actually found a couple more weird things I thought you might be able to help identify. (laughs) Weird things, you say? (laughs) Are they potions? Uh... I'm not sure. I dig, I dig out the two vials of the weird, uh, like, gray-silvery liquid that I mm-hmm. had. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and show them to him. Okay. Um, so he <clears throat> takes them for a moment. And, so you, you'd like me to figure out what this is for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're able or if you have time. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so it doesn't take him very long. He sort of sloshes them back and forth. He uncorks one and takes, like, a very tiny little bit on his finger and tastes it and sort of spits it out on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, what what you got here is um, two vials of universal solvent. So, basically, you can pour this on sticky stuff, anything sticky, even the most, the stickiest stuff you could possibly imagine. If you pour this on it, it'll dissolve it. 
and it'll be gone. No worries. No sticky stuff. That's well. That's very interesting. Thank you so much. That's. I don't know if I would ever figure that out. I just don't have the equipment here. <laughs> well, after you've been working with uh, solvents and potions and all sorts of ar arcane liquids as long as I have, you pretty much have seen it all. But uh, yeah, um, so you didn't make those yourself or buy them somewhere, huh? No, no, oh, came, came across them outside. Oh, out outside. You mean out like out there? Yeah, yeah. like out there, out there. Oh. Well, that's interesting. I wonder, hmm, why would there be universal solvent just, like, out there? Interesting. Um, well, yeah, that's what you got. Great. I, I stash them back in my bag. Hmm. I feel like we could we could talk about universal solvents and uh, tasting chemicals to identify them. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we put a pin in it, then? This seems like a great place to take a five-minute break, and then when we come back, we can talk about chemistry stuff. All right. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Yep. Uh, so thank you to War Yoshi and Veronica and anyone else who has been watching us and hanging out in the chat and whatever. Um, we're glad you're here. We're going to take, like, a five-minute break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about sciencey stuff, and then we'll see what else the boys are going to do with their day. Okay? All right. Live. Live. Here we are. Hello, Live. everyone. We're back, I think. I hope. We're back. It's great to see you again. We have snacks and drinks and whatever. Hope you got a chance to take a little bio break, too. Um, and the cast would like to talk about universal solvents and tasting chemicals and things, apparently. So, uh, yeah, who wants to start that? <laughs> oh, wait, I need to do the... I need to do the thing. Okay, now now you can start that. Okay. Uh, well, d directly tasting and sticking your nose in or anything like that is generally a no-no in any kind of lab, un unless perhaps you are a soil scientist or a geologist, or they do taste and lick things sometimes to figure stuff out. But for the most part, probably shouldn't eat things to figure out what they are. Well, I mean, in my lab, because I study a, a food organism, I study um, sugar beets, you know, we can, we could hypothetically eat our study organism. Not that it's recommended. I mean, if you know what a, if you want to know what a sugar beet tastes like, just, you know, dip a beet in sugar and that's what it tastes like. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Some, if you're working in an agriculture lab, hypothetically, you could eat, you know, whatever. I uh, mean, that depends on the agriculture yeah, I'm not lab talking you're about working food. in. Like, if you're looking at a lab that uses pesticides, you definitely don't want to be doing that. Oh, yeah, no. Did, did we literally last session have a conversation about, like, the most horrifying things we found in labs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Well, so, yeah, you're right. We um, we do a lot of uh, uh, herbicide testing in my lab. I was just thinking about my exper about my experiments that do Joe, not use herbicide. You're not an herb. Well, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying that, like, I work with things that are edible, so hypothetically, you know... Have y'all seen that? I think it was originally, like, a Reddit post or something where somebody said, don't lick the science, and then they had, like... All this list of all of the different like natural or quote unquote hard science disciplines and like oh don't like the science or like in biology or or um uh wildlife science they say the uh, the science licks you 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that. <laughs> I mean, agriculture in terms of whether or not you can look at the science is kind of weird. Because sometimes it's food, and then sometimes you might die. So um, as far as, like, tasting liquids go, though, uh, I mean, taste was for a very long time, one of the chemists' primary tools for identifying, you know, liquids. So, like, the taking a mystery flask and taking tasting a sip out of it and then spitting it out, like, a hundred and... No, I'm just going to say a hundred years ago would not have been outside the realm of, you know, standard practice. Um, and it used to be part of, I believe, um, part of the diagnosis for diabetes. Diabetes, right? yep. We taste, yep. taste patient urine. To, mm -hmm. to determine if they had sweet, yeah. sweet tasting urine. This um, week's episode of the Ologies podcast with Ali Ward was about diabetes, and the doctor on guest on that episode talked all about that. Yeah, so and yeah. Sawbones has a, a fantastic episode um, on diabetes, and um, it used to be that like if your urine tasted sweet, people pretty much knew that you were going to die. Yeah, because there used to be no treatment for diabetes. So, but, um, yeah, and then we just sort of figured out, you know, the whole concept of, car of carcinogenicity. <laughs> so. And then solvents, right? Solvents are, uh, for anybody who's listening and doesn't know, um, stuff that dissolves other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I would argue that there's no such thing as a truly universal solvent. Well, um. And I'm no because... chemist, but but the I mean the the basic breakdown of stuff is that it dissolves in most stuff in general dissolves in an either a polar solvent or a nonpolar solvent. Um, and... and some solvents can dissolve can dissolve both. I mean, soaps, for example. But ultimately, you know, there's got to be something that you can contain that solvent in, like you know the corked bottle that we're carrying that stuff around in that solvent isn't dissolving oh i see what you're saying there's there's not yeah. a a single solvent that dissolves everything oh i i see hmm. yeah well not so every dissolves, solvent every so. solvent is going to um dissolve a set set of substances hmm. you know like so alcohol for example which can um dissolve both um so polar are uh, molecules that um, are, you know, like water, they sort of um, have electrons that they're able to expose to the environment, whereas nonpolar, um, they don't have those kind of partially charged electrons, and those are things like waxes and oil and stuff like that. Um, and even, even things that can dissolve, you know, both kinds of substances, um, either the water-like or the... Uh, Fat-like substances, um, it's there are things that they won't be able to dissolve. My favorite example, the, the one I use when I'm teaching pesticide safety, is like you have a a polar solvent and a nonpolar solvent together in a balsamic vinaigrette, right? Or in a in a vinaigrette, mm -hmm. right? Where you've got an oil that has certain flavors dissolved in it, and then you've got a a, a vinaigrette, which is a nonpolar solvent, and then you've got a vinegar, which is a polar solvent, and it also has other flavors dissolved in it yeah um, so you want both of them because they're both contributing flavors to your meal um but they're not mixing together um and Ooh, uh, so then we have to talk about emulsification <laughs> Woo! 
right? A lot of pesticides are, you know, formulated as emulsions. So, um, very few foods. Um, I think the, the one that I always use it as an example is mayonnaise, um, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've got little droplets of oil, um, that are essentially floating in a, uh, a mixture of, of vinegar. It's just, you know, same basic ingredients as a vinaigrette, oil and vinegar, but, um, the, the droplets are so small that they can't stick back together. Um, well, and the other thing about it is that, like, there's normally some sort of emulsifying agent in, uh, like, a salad dressing or something like that. So it's something that has, like, one polar end and one nonpolar end, so it will bond to both the polar and nonpolar solvents and allow them to stick together better. So, like, that's why a lot of salad dressings would have, like, mayonnaise or mustard or something put in, and then you whisk it real fast to break up the oil, but also make everything stick together nicely. And you get the same thing in, like, um, whipped cream. So you just sort of whip it real fast, and then... um, all the fats and stuff like that form. Do you whip it good? <laughs> <laughs> High five, Peter. <laughs> um, but you know, when talking about when talking about like what dissolves in what, that becomes really important in cooking because you know there's a lot of flavors that dissolve in fat. So you know, like jambalaya, for example. Um, the flavor of jambalaya. I like that. Just like jambalaya flavor, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm talking about that. So um, jambalaya, for example, relies on a lot of flavors that dissolve in fat. You know, um, the stuff that makes pepper hot. Pepper's hot. Capsaicin, for example. Um, and it, it also uses a lot of relatively fatty meats. Uh, ch- chicken thigh, um, ground beef, in uh, dewy sausage. So if you skim off the fat of jambalaya or gumbo, you lose a lot of flavor because that fat is transporting flavor molecules directly to your face. <laughs> no, <laughs> to now, your face. <laughs> now, am, am I right in thinking that the, the fact that capsaicin dissolves in things with fat in it is why like, whole milk helps like remove the, the the burning flavor from hot peppers yeah yeah so um what whole milk does is uh um whole so the capsaicin triggers your pain receptors so what you're what you're feeling when you um eat capsaicin is the truest form of pain because that's literally what it um what it triggers which means that homo sapiens is a as in general, are masochists because we we literally domesticated a plant because it causes us pain, which I think is kind of funny. But anyways, um, so what what happens is the um, uh, fat just sort of gives it something to dissolve into, because chemicals are always going to move from the highest gradient to the lowest gradient. And um, I I don't remember. Remember how tightly capsaicin binds to that receptor, but it'll just flush it out more or less. The whole milk and. All it's that. also why you should wear gloves when chopping hot peppers because the capsaicin will stick to the fat in like the skin in your hand. I've made that mistake. <laughs> and then the capsaicin winds up like in your mucous membranes, like your nose, your lips, and your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's a fun time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so a true universal solvent, like in D and D, would dissolve 
anything, right? Like, well, this one doesn't dissolve anything. He said it dissolves sticky stuff. It's more like adhesives and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, for instance, Cedric has in his possession currently a Tanglefoot bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is basically a bag of sticky stuff that if you threw it at someone and they didn't make their uh, reflex save, they would be stuck to the ground and unable to move and would either have to sort of, like, hulk their way out of it or, like, cut their way out of it. Um, but if you had a vial of universal solvent, say, you could uncork it, pour it, all over the sticky stuff of the Tanglefoot bag, and you would be free. Nice. So that is how universal solvent in D&D works, is that it's it's specifically for dissolving incredibly sticky things that are, like, in their, in those own item descriptions, it says that they're, like, incredibly difficult to break through or whatever. This is this is the key for that lock, as it were. Nice. Mm. Yeah, so um, it's used sort of like orange oil in the real world. Yeah. Because um, we... Uh, um, a lot of cleaning solutions um, will just uh, use um, pure orange oil um, to dissolve solvents and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, you know, I don't even know what solvents are now that I think about it. I mean, I know that some of them are highly polar, but, um, you know, things like super glue and stuff like that. I've never actually been curious enough to look at the chemical structures, and now I kind of am. Science. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we've reached the uh, the limit of what we want to talk about then. Uh, okay, that was a fun chemistry talk. Yeah. So Fletcher, I think that universal solvent would have been super handy against that spider web that we ran into in the forest. So you should definitely keep that around. That sounds like it's going to be super handy. Yeah, we'll definitely hold on to those. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 pretty cool. Um, if only we could get some kind of, like, universal cleaning agent for my shirts. You know, something that would, like, whiten everything it encountered with, you know? Isn't that, isn't that what that spell's for? What spell? Pops, do you have anything like that? A cleaning spell? You mean prestidigitation? Aren't we still right next to Pops? What? Are you still Are right we... next to Pops? Aren't we still right next to him? We didn't walk away. Pretty much, we... yeah. yeah. Do you... Well, Pops, do you have anything like that? You can pour all over his shirt and make it clean. Um, do I have anything that you could pour all over his shirt and make it clean? That well, see, see it's, how filthy it is. He's constantly he's constantly filthy. I mean, I'm not. It's not dirty. It's just stained. It's just stained. Um, in my shop, you mean? Um. Yeah, we could stop by and and purchase. Uh, I mean. Let me think. Uh, I mean, I've got potions of blur, which would sort of make you harder to see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else have I got? Uh, I've also got potions of displacement. Again, makes you hard to see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh... <laughs> well, Pops, I think you're just playing into all of our subtle wish that Cedric were just a little bit less here. Oh, oh, I, uh, uh, hmm. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, you guys wish that I wasn't here? No, not here, just, like, not, not so here. Fluvis is, like, snorting behind his hand. <laughs> Cedric takes one step back. Like this? You Just like that. Oh, <laughs> alright, alright. Sorry. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, personal space, you know, I didn't realize it was, like, correlated with height or whatever. 
<laughs> DC buildings. <laughs> um, so Pops doesn't sell bleach or OxyClean or hydrogen peroxide? Um, n no, I, I don't really deal in uh, sort of domestic chemicals, as it were. Um, yeah, most of my most of my goods are for more uh, adventurous types, as it were, which I suppose is all of you. Um, you really I'm are very a fun adventurous. Bunch. I yeah, I can tell. Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything for like cleaning. Um, although it sounds like your friend's casting ability does a pretty good job of that. So. Well, I did it once, and everybody gets one. So that's not happening again. That that seems like a fair system. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> one free. One free. Pest one free cleaning. <laughs> like a dentist. Can I use? You know, it's really cleaning once a year. It's really good for all of you that Cedric doesn't have that policy with his healing spells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, at the higher levels, this is going to turn into a disaster. Mm -hmm. Cedric withholding the healing unless he gets his shirt clean. <laughs> clean my shirt first, then I'll save your life. Uh, well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll check with Elsa if she has something. But uh, yeah, I guess it was uh, it was nice. Uh, running into you, Pop. Thanks for uh, thanks for identifying these these little vials. Yeah, of course, of course. It was lovely to see all of you again. Stop by my shop any time. And Fluvis sort of like behind his shoulder is like any means any time. <laughs> and the two of them sort of wander off through the crowd. I like him. He's so friendly. Who do, you like everybody. <laughs> That's not true. I don't like Virgin. That is true. <laughs> I feel, you know, you know, Fletcher. I feel like Cedric spends a lot of time talking about, about the kinds of people he doesn't like. Perhaps he doth protest too much. I mean, it means Cedric. Maybe you're, maybe you're actually secretly a, a piece of garbage, and you're overcompensating. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. I, Butcher's just if Butcher just chuckles about it, like it was clearly a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why would you why would you say that that I I what evidence has been provided? I am a good person. I will have you know, I am a very good person. He's just laughing harder and harder as Cedric <laughs> keeps taking this really seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even I I look I. I don't have to take this from you. I'm having a good day. I'm leaving. I'm going to go get a bird leg from that stand over there. When I come back, a we're not going to talk leg? about this anymore. Yeah, whatever kind of birds they have on Arda. Okay. Fletcher's just doubled over laughing. <laughs> when I come back with my bird leg, I'm like... Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Lucanus follows Cedric over to the bird bird leg tent. <laughs> I'm just assuming there's a place I can get like a, I want like a turkey leg, but I'm settling for whatever they have. Yeah. So there are um, multiple. Uh, like I said, there are stalls for like multiple restaurants. Um, so there's one for a restaurant called um, Enigma. And there's one for a restaurant called 
what was it called? Savory Evening? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Enigma sounds Savory like it's evening? outside of my price range. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also uh, another bakery called Sweet Treats. I want to go up to Savory Evening. Do they have okay. like a... <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in that as well. <laughs> yeah, what does Savory Evening have on? on... Um, yeah, so uh, you go up to the table, and there's um, a variety of uh, sausages, both dark and light-colored, um, and also, yeah, some roasted, like, cuts of things. Um, yeah, looks like there's, like, duck and chicken and maybe some pork. Is there, like, a like a bit that has a bone in it, like as a handle. Like, can I buy like a half a duck? Absolutely, yeah, you can get like a half a duck. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want a half a duck. Okay, <laughs> you want a half a duck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be, a half a duck is going to be a gold piece. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> and the, the shop uh, the shop owner says, oh, that, that's been uh, slow roasted for uh, like uh, two, three days. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Some of that, mmm, that slow roasted, mmm, yes, yes. So yeah, all the fat is nicely rendered because mm. duck is so fatty, but oh, mm. yeah, so crispy good. skin, so yeah, mm. yep, yes. Now nah, I would eat that, yes. Um, I'm buying it, and then I'm gonna go back over to Fletcher, and I'm gonna pretend that nothing happened, and that I'm not upset. Yeah. Um, um. And that is an 18 on my bluff check. <laughs> okay. Do they have, like, turkey legs there? Um, it doesn't look like he has turkey. Um, but there's chicken, there's duck, there's, uh, pork, and there's all these sausages. And it looks like there might be, like, buns for the sausages, too. Mm. Yeah. Can I get a sausage? Uh, yeah. Uh, would you like, uh... Uh, knockwurst or uh, bratwurst or <laughs> uh, let's do a bratwurst. Okay. Uh, would you like a bun or just on a skewer? Bun, please. <laughs> Sausages in a bun just makes me think of cut my own throat dibbler in Discworld books. <laughs> what? Really? Nothing? What just happened there? <laughs> I have not read the Discworld books. Uh... <clears throat> would you like sauerkraut on that? Side, yes. side of hot potato salad. <laughs> I'm making myself hungry no. right now. <laughs> Sour um, <crab. laughs> sorry, it's like all of my best Chris Kindle marked memories. <laughs> Sauerkraut and a good mustard. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Alrighty, um, that will be uh, five or uh, yeah, that'll be two silver. All right. Cedric goes back over to Fletcher and he's like, "This duck is really good. Do you want some?" Fletcher's, like, wiping, like, the tears from his eyes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, maybe I'll buy some more bread later. That's what those sleeves of your big, uh, your wizard's robe are for, for blotting away tears, right? <laughs> I, like, tear off, like, the wing and give it to you. Like, not not a huge piece, but a medium-sized piece. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Good stuff. So, you guys want to wander over into the uh, temple district? Take a look at the, uh, can show you the Church of Moradin. We don't really need to, like, talk to those guys, but the church is pretty nice. 
you guys want to look at it. It's the only place I know where it is in town. <laughs> uh... I don't know. You found that brothel pretty easily. Well, yeah, but that's because I'm a trained adventurer. <laughs> is there? I mean, is there something you guys would like to do? Fletcher's just desperately trying to figure out a way to not have to go to this place where Cedric's gonna just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We uh, we have that meeting tomorrow. Perhaps we should just turn in. It's it's like <laughs> at two noon. In the <laughs> oh, I thought it was later. No, we watched a parade. We had a like three minute conversation, and we bought food. <laughs> the parade was at noon. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I feel like we should, like, wander around town. We haven't really wandered around town much. Do you guys want to go, like, look at the new Explorers uh, building that's opening soon? Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so Church of Moradin, not interested. But new Explorer building you guys are super interested in. I see how it is. No offense taken. All right, we can, I guess we'll we go can... that way. Quickly walk by the church on the way. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to go in. Those guys are jerks. But we can at least go <laughs> by. I mean, it kind of makes sense because um, if you'll remember from your few forays to the western part of the town, um, the temple district and the entertainment district are kind of adjacent to one another. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So we'll just go through the temple district real quick and then walk we'll go by. To, yeah, we'll walk by and go to the entertainment district. Taking the scenic route. Mm -hmm. Cool. Quick flyby. <clears throat> quick flyby. Yeah. Right. Um, so as you walk through the Temple District, um, there's a park. Um, there are a whole bunch of uh, church buildings sort of, uh, again, like the rest of the town, sort of uh, not completely haphazardly arranged, but like, you know, they're not in exactly like neat rows or anything either. Um and there are a lot of them, which really isn't news to any of you because you've grown up in this world where um, religion is a complicated thing because the gods are not uh, present in any sort of... Um, they're not present in the way they were historically, or so you've heard. Um, so there are multiple interpretations um, for most of the... at least most of the major religions. So you see excuse me, um, multiple churches uh, to Paylor, uh, to Garl Glittergold, to Hieronius. Um, you see two different churches with the Moradin symbol on them, one quite a bit more um, austere uh, and imposing than the other. Um, you see some smaller shrines. There is um, a graveyard of sorts. Uh, so yeah, that's the Temple District. Hmm. I don't show them. I just show them the the austere one. I'm just like, this is the Temple of Moradin. See, mm. clean lines, very simple architecture. Uh, as you can see, there's a there's a chimney where the forge smoke comes out of in the top. Uh, the hammer symbol is a symbol of Moradin. Um, the stone is local. Um, the um, the buttresses are uh, you know a unique architectural design. Um, you see, there's a there's several of them. It's for structural integrity. Um, the... Is Cedric walking backwards the whole time he gives this tour? Yes. 
So the um, the, you'll notice the doors are made out of iron um, and uh, built on hydraulic um, hinges, so they swing well. It's dwarven craftsmanship for you. It's, it's top-notch stuff. It's, it's all I got. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's wonderful, Cedric. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty well built. I mean, I think they did a good job. Um, all right, are you guys ready to go now? You want to, you want to go inside? We can go inside if you really. No, want we're to. no. See, we see, we're still walking. We gotta go. <laughs> I mean, like they're probably making something really cool right now. The forge. Quick flyby, remember? Oh, uh, okay. Well, next time. Next time. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sure. Okay, um, so you walk through the Temple District, and where are you heading? To the Adventurer's Guild building? Yeah, the Adventurer's yep, Guild. the Adventurer's Building. Right. Um, so that is, um, I, Lucanus has been to that site at least once before. On your very first day here in the mm -hmm. city, um, you went to the office of the Royal Academy of Explorers very briefly, and it was still... Like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a week ago. Um, <laughs> no, it was... Yeah, it was like a week, maybe over a week ago. You spent a long time in the grasslands. Anyway, um, yeah, so you were to the site once before. Um, and even though it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, um, it has changed um, noticeably since last time you were there. Um, when you were there last time, there were a lot of workmen outside carting things around. Um, there was a lot of exterior work still being done. Um, but now you can see the exterior appears to be finished. Um, you don't see workmen out and about around the outside. Um, so you see the um, very nice-looking um, red brick building with um, green wooden shutters framing real glass windows. Um, there's a broad green double door um, at the front that's up, you know, on a little stone stoop. Um, a tile roof. There's a balcony. Um, on the front of the second story of the building. Um, so yeah, you don't see anybody immediately like out and about around the exterior. We got invited to the like opening celebrations. When are those? We did. They're on the 11th. Oh, okay. So not for another couple of days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our meeting, tomorrow's our meeting with that captain. And the 11th is the opening. Oh yeah, that's days away. Yeah. I'm going to get restless before then. Have to get out of town. Um, well, it's a pretty nice building. How do you think they got the funding for this building? Is there like a... <clears throat> I, well, this is... Well, what, what do we... Guess what do I... What do we already know about this guild? <laughs> I mean, we've only met Casper, right? So... Like, is it a branch of a bigger thing? So they just built this here as... A branch of the society. Um, Fletcher, you can do. Uh, no. Yeah, you can do like a. Would that be? Um, okay. like knowledge history. Is that a thing you've got? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So give me, give me one of those. Give me one. Sweet, sweet. Sixteen. Oh. Okay. Good. Yeah. So um. You spent a fair bit of time um, in the capital city of Tenibria, um, which is called, if I'm scrolling, 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 I made too many places, um, <laughs> Dormont. Dormont. Um, 
So yeah, you spent a fair bit of time in Dormont when you were there at university. Um, so you know that um, the Royal Academy of Explorers um, has existed in Dormont for like a long time, and uh, at its inception, it was basically like a gentleman's supper club kind of thing, mm. um, you know, for hobbyists and whatnot. Um, Not that kind of gentleman's club. <laughs> a gentleman's supper club. Um, but it has grown over the years, and most specifically in the last, um, you know, 10 to 20 years, um, it's really grown um, to be a robust community of people, mostly men, um, working on cartography, recording histories, and exploring um, the rest of this planet. Um, Part of the reason for its um, recent success is that um, when King Harris Turner uh, left the throne and his daughter, Queen Matilda, took over uh, running to Nibria, um, Queen Matilda is a patron of the arts and sciences, and she, so she has um, financially supported um, the Royal Acad well, the Academy of Explorers and turned it into the Royal Academy of Explorers. Um, and so, yeah, they've been supported quite a bit in their endeavors, so you imagine that that's probably where they got at least some of the funding um, for this building. may come from the wealthy people who are members of the Academy, but also there might be some um, financial support from the royal family itself. I relay a, a, sh a short version of that to them. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I was thinking, you know, couldn't, couldn't be profits from adventuring, because doesn't seem like anybody's done much adventuring in new, in in Arda yet. No, it sort of seems like it's been well us probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one else seems to even know what's outside the walls of the city. I mean, the people outside the walls of the city probably know what's outside the walls. They of do. The city. True. Yeah. And the orcs. And orcs and goblins and the Pixians and everyone else who lives who are was already living here. But yeah, the Adventurers Guild, we might be the first... Wait. We're not even members. They don't have... <laughs> we're the first... Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not members, but they should be paying us. Yeah, they, they should be. Yeah, we never we never talked to Casper about getting paid, did we? We'll see him on the 11th. Okay. That's a good... Yeah. It's um, a good couple days away. So, um... We need to find K, but tomorrow we should really be thinking about what our next move is. Um, I, after we warn the city guard tomorrow, we should be thinking about leaving the city. We've still got we've still got to investigate the fish issue. And, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. The the fish you. The fish. The fish you. <laughs> Um, we gotta catch some birds. Yeah, we do have to catch some birds. Um, Although the, we were gonna do that to help a family that has now left. That's a good point. Oh, that's a very good point. Um, but Shawan seemed like the kind of person that wouldn't wouldn't be a good idea to cross. No, she's expecting I mean, she's expecting that those that stuff from us now. Yeah, but she didn't give us a deadline. No, no she true. hasn't come around asking. Um, but yeah. Although I, suppose, made one in although I suppose in my case it might not have a, 
uh, might not be a bad idea to have somebody on our side who, uh, you know, could potentially be able to deal with Warjin. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds like a, a, a smart idea to be able to pit the elements of the city's underbelly against each other. You know, these, you know, these unsavory types, they are, you know, getting into fights all the time and, you know, their allegiances are weak. I bet they'd take each other out with a little bit of prompting. Yeah, but we have to, we have to make sure that the right person wins. Well, it seems like they're both the wrong person, so it doesn't matter to me which one of them wins. The enemy of my enemy, they're both my enemies, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather the I'd rather the person who we owe survives than the person who's, you know, trying to well, origin. Yeah, so what do we do in the meantime about origin? Sounded like there Regina's were some just drugs. I mean you you told us you saw some rather tough looking people in there besides origin, so clearly just trying to Scare them off or take them out is not going to work. No. Um, maybe we just tell him she's dead. Lucanus killed her, and <laughs> there's, he's not going to recoup his loss. So, so then we'll end up being in some kind of debt to him because he felt like he owned her and now she's dead. That's not good. No, that's not good. But is it worse? We're already in debt to Sawan. <laughs> is it worse than Lucanus just being a kidnapper? I mean, yes, by definition. Oh. I mean, but he didn't even he doesn't even know what he really what what Frank even really looks like. That's true. Couldn't even describe it properly in the in the he just said it's a like a big a big, you know, dark complexioned person. I mean we could we could frame everything on that drow if we really wanted to. Well, no, nah, yeah. I mean, I, we could. Obviously, we're not going to because, I mean, it's just a poor, helpless citizen. Yeah, as long as as long as he keeps it vague, we should be good. Yeah, just try not to be um, vague looking. Should be fine. And we can just we can just avoid the slums, which I don't think any of us will really have a, you know, argue against. Yeah. Do you guys want to go uh, to Kay's parents' store and try and convince them to tell her that we're looking for her? Because I'm really worried about her. I don't know if she wants to see us again the day after meeting us, Cedric. Oh, I, okay. Fair enough. She was, a, she was not a fan. Yeah. Alright. Well. We could, we could walk by the shop. Maybe we'll see Kay. If she's if she's at work, you know she does deliveries. Maybe we should, we'd see her coming or going, especially on a busy day like a holiday. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so you're you're going back toward the New Seychester General Store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're doing just some like drive by, like window shopping, like walking by and just like looking in, <laughs> trying to not appear too obsessed or stalkery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just weird new people in this city who literally can't do anything without. <laughs> Hi, we're five grown or th we're three grown men looking for your teenage daughter. <laughs> we can't function mm. without her helping us do things. Mm. She's the only one that knows what's going on. Mm. 
<laughs> I feel like Veronica's going to have something to say about that. Um... <laughs> All right. Um... Wow. <laughs> so you head back to uh, the New Sagester General Store. Um, again, this is one of the largest buildings in the Market District. Um, it's nicely whitewashed. Um, parchment windows on the front and sides of the store, and it's got this nice big hand-lettered black uh, New Sagester General Store um, sign above it. We don't. We're just walking by. <laughs> yeah, we're just walking okay. by and like trying to look through the windows to see if we see Kay. Okay. Um, so since they're parchment, you can't really see like through them. It's not like a glass window. Um, but the door is open to let in the nice fresh spring air. Um, and so inside. Um, you can see, uh, who can you see? Na, 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 na. Um, uh, sort Awkward of... eye contact with her <laughs> yeah. mom. As we go by, um, we're like... <laughs> uh, you can see, um, a middle-aged human man, um, with a broad, plain, honest face. Um, mousy brown hair, uh, kind of thinning at the edges, um... And uh, placid gray eyes. Um, so he's doing work in the store, and sort of nearby him in the store is a, a a blonde human boy, just sort of messing around, playing. Nope, I didn't see K. No K. No K. I guess we should go back to the Mark Bird and get drunk. What do you guys think about that? Oh boy. Yeah. Well, we got nothing else to do, and it's a holiday. Yeah! <laughs> um, okay, so you do that. You hang out at the Mark Bird, and you get messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leon's not there, right? So I... <laughs> he just <laughs> left his business open I mean, to be ransacked. By I mean, <laughs> at this point in the afternoon, like, like you're able to get into the building because he's in there again. Like, yeah. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> At this point in the afternoon, he's come back. How how was his how was his uh, reading a book in the park? Uh, it was very peaceful. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, did you all have a good day with the holiday? Yeah, it was, it was good. I liked the yeah, parade and the puppet show, and I had a half a duck. My goodness, you made quite a bit, quite a day of it. Uh, yeah. It was good. Oh, did, did Cedric did Cedric get duck grease on his shirt? Oh, definitely. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not in, like not in his. Oh, his like his beard is like. No, oh, it's like shiny. Shiny. Glistening. Oh. And now it smells like duck. It smells Ugh. delicious. Using, <laughs> You're welcome, using both duck of you. Fat and his beard oil. Yeah. I feel Cedric, like using duck fat as beard oil would actually oh, be like his mustache is on oil. point. I am just telling oh. you, nothing makes better. You know, we're starting a Kickstarter right now. Cedric's, Cedric's beard, beard oil. oil. <laughs> I have made my own beard oil before, just but <laughs> we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Oh um, wow, your your hipster points just went through the roof, man. Yeah. I feel like they already were already <laughs> over nine thousand, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flannel, the awesome mustache. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, right. you look like you look like you're just brimming with with knowledge of bands that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, he's also sitting there drinking an Addy Bow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. Speaking Mayor of drinking. 100%. 
<laughs> Speaking of drinking, is that what y'all are doing for the rest of the sixth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get hammered. Uh, okay. Um. So you do that, and then I guess once you're done doing that, you stumble up to bed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cedric tells you guys so much more than you wanted to know about his cousin's rat farm. <laughs> <laughs> but Fletcher, Fletcher drinks enough to actually be interested and talk to Cedric about it. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of issues with like disease control, and you know, you've got predators down in the caves. You know, like there's a lot of like yeah. interesting. Hey, out of character, I'll say agricultural science is really fucking interesting. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Fletcher has his eyes opened a little bit to the interestingness of uh, agricultural science. I think Ooh! we I, I think Flash we bond a little bit over it. Yeah. I was gonna say Fletcher Fletcher has his own experience with agricultural science, so Do you do you keep them in like little tiny, you know, pens with little tiny fences? <laughs> well, they would just climb over the fences, so they have to have, you know, the rats are real good climbers, so... Um, real good jumpers. Mm-hmm, real good jumpers, yeah. So um, we have, uh, basically, you build, like, a pit, and then you put a, a layer of, of wood over top of the pit, but then you got to change it, because they climb up the walls of the pit, even though they're, like, real sheer. They're real good climbers. you got to make that, like... I mean, dwarven smooth, if you know what I mean. Like, this is a well-ordered <laughs> stone. And then, you know, the, the, the roof of the pit has to be solid wood, but then you got to replace that because they'll still chew through it after a couple of, a couple of months. So you got to replace that pretty often. You know, you can flip over the lid, you know, so you get two uses out of it, but then after that, psh, I mean, you basically got to plane it down, start over again. So, you know, it's... Why don't you guys use metal lids? They're too heavy. You know, and just not very, not very efficient. Um, what do you feed them? Um, we make uh, pellets out of this like nutritional fungi that grows in the caves nearby. So they're so like, I mean, nobody in my family does it, but like they're the 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 family across the river, mushroom farmers, right? So they grind up the mushrooms, they make these pellets out of them, and we feed those to the rats. The, they're no mm. good to eat the mushrooms, but they're good for livestock food. Do you do you finish the rats on anything to improve their taste? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, how can you improve the taste of a rat? It is already <laughs> perfect. <That's what> <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, uh, that's all I got. But yeah, my cousin. <laughs> Are there different grades of rat? I mean, like, is there a, a, a like a wagyu rat? Oh, I mean, the ones my cousin breeds are top notch. I mean, they are the best rat. I mean, they're talking about a really high fat to meat, you know, ratio. Um, so you get that really nice ratty flavor. You know, really take. You can really taste the mushroom. Um, <laughs> It just falls right off their little bones, and then their little bones just like they just crunch in your te- between your teeth, and they're they're so nice and and crispy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, my my third cousin Doris over on my mother's side, she actually breeds uh uh, uh pelt rats, 
for their, you know, for their, their skin and their nice, lustrous <laughs> fur, you know, um, it's good money, you know, she sells, you know, it's value added, you know, so she's, she's producing, you know, high end products for, uh, uh the, uh, <laughs> like the ceremonial leather robe market, you know, which is really big in, you know, dwarven royalty. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a. Uh, it's a good, it's a growing field. Yeah. You know, we're all really proud of her. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I can't even, um, <laughs> uh, Peter, you were talking about yes. And earlier this evening, um, that was gorgeous. And, um, <laughs> you get inspiration for that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the way I'm going to run inspiration is that uh, you get an extra D20 that you could use to roll the, the 5E, quote-unquote, at advantage um, once for something. Cool. Is it good yeah. for uh, forever? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Until you use it. But you nice. can't get another one until you use it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so there's no point in me waxing on more about rats right now i mean inspiration once guys <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> sorry i enjoyed it but i guess i just incentivized that to continue anyway <laughs> did you want to you gotta ask me more questions you, what I'm else do you want to know about rats? no we're good <laughs> veronica is just leaving ellipses in the chat right now <laughs> <laughs> When the moderator is telling you to hurry it up, you know. <laughs> I know, right? She was like, "This conversation is going downhill." <laughs> Honestly, I could I could stand to hear about rat farming the entire night. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a nature chat. Um, <laughs> in any case, <laughs> um, you go to sleep or to trance or whatever, and. Yep. <clears throat> and then. Taking. Right. Yep. Yep. Sharpening. Yep. And then you wake up and it is uh, Pelorum, the seventh day of Bloom Run. Good morning. Good morning. Lucanus is already Lucanus is already down at the bar, getting a little bit drunk, drinking, day drinking. Wow. Morning drinking. Morning Did you go drinking. to sleep? I almost Hello? feel like we need to have an intervention now. Yeah, I know. Jeez. I'm like, getting a little sad. It's very Lucanus. dark. Yeah. Ooh. Um his Fletcher wakes up and sees his, sees his <laughs> open journal that he was like, and sees it. Apparently, at, at some point last night, he and Cedric were just sitting there and sketching out what a new, improved rat pit would be. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just noodles and like angles of like if you made the pit and angled the walls in so it was harder to climb up, and like angles and all this stuff written everywhere. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and he's just flipping through that like there's like eight pages of his journal filled with things about rats and he's like, What? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> 
been there. Oh. Can't just raise this glass. That's what you get for getting super drunk. I'm in my room. Oh. <laughs> Lucanus just wandered into your room. Yeah, like, with a beer. With a beer. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> I thought he was downstairs, but you know what? Let's just keep that. Let's make it. It's like a fraternity. He's, he's At this point, it kind of is. We're the only people like... staying in this place. I didn't <laughs> say you were the only people staying in this place. Yeah, well, we're the he's only like... people. Nobody else has interacted with us. <laughs> he's like the elf Lebowski now. He's just sort of walking around. So when you said that Lucanus were a been cooped up too long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now picturing... <laughs> You're picturing what? I'm, you said Lucanus wears a robe. Now I'm picturing the big Lebowski. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a Terry Cloth bathrobe. But with pointy ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lucanus now drinks white Russians. Oh. <laughs> Do they have white Russians in this universe? They're. Well, I don't know. That sounds like white, a specialty drink. That, sound, that sounds like a specialty drink. Maybe you should find out. Ooh, I I think I I think I will. And uh, an albino aracocra. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. Cedric wakes up, does his morning prayers, uh, heads downstairs, um, walks into the room where I assume that Fletcher and Lucanus are gathered in the. I'm getting down there a little later today. <laughs> <laughs> his constitution isn't up to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case, um, <laughs> while you're getting ready, Cedric is gonna walk into your room. Just at, like Lucana, as soon as Lucanus leaves, Cedric is like walks in. He's like, "Hey, um, I was gonna ask, uh, what time?" It's it's very loud, by the way, yeah. Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily super hungover, but we were like up all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's abrasive, as as per usual. It is, uh, yeah, it is. I just woke up and like I'm trying to fall back asleep. <laughs> Hey, Fletcher, do you remember uh, what time our appointment is with um, Captain What's-His-Face? Uh, oh, God. Uh, in, like, uh, like, what time is it now? Uh, dawn 30. It's probably, like, 8-ish o'clock. Like you guys said, you were drinking and you were up late. So, right. yeah, a little, little later rising today. All right. It's, like, uh, two hours past dawn. Oh god! Like in like two, two and a half hours. He said mid morning. Who knows if he'll even let us in right away when we show up? Oh well, I just figure you know you always show up like an hour early for any appointment you have, and then if they can see you early, then that's like bonus, right? <laughs> oh, I love Cedric so much. <laughs> let 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 let's let's put a pin in that. <laughs> okay. We'll, well... get there. All right, well, whenever you're ready, I, I'll be downstairs with Lucanus. Close the door on your way out. <laughs> okay, yeah, you want this? Oh, closed? All right. Closed. All right. Closed. Yeah. And then... Yeah, Cedric pulls the door closed behind him. Then Lucanus is downstairs with Leon. Hey, Leon. Um, yeah? Fletcher, Fletcher suggested a drink called the White Russian. Have you guys heard of that? Uh, I don't know a drink by that name, no. Hmm. I'll have to ask Fletcher about it. <laughs> when did I say that? I never even said that. <laughs> Wait, who suggested the White Russian then? Well, I it thought was, it was you, it Ryan. It was me, but I said oh, it was my friend called it an albino aracocra because he was trying to come up with That's a... That's right. Okay. Sorry. 
Apparently, on Cedric suggested it was a, a thing. Oh, I don't, I don't know why the color white would be moving around so fast, but apparently that's that's what the drink is called. Russian, nice. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, that that is not one I know. It's like, mm. oh, uh, Cedric comes into the room and he's like, oh, it's like a strong mushroom um, bourbon mixed with a lot of rat milk. Uh-huh. Um, that sounds very uh, unique. Yeah, it's very, 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 very expensive because, you mean, you know, you have to milk a lot of rats to get just a little bit of milk. So, I mean, I've never had one. The only the royalty drink it where I'm from. So. Uh, dairy rats. They have to be kept in a different kind of enclosure than the rat pit for the meat rats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they have to be easier to access. Dairy rats, meat rats, and pelt rats. It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Veronica I'm says she down. was eating and she's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry for all our West Coast dinner time audience. <laughs> You're not sorry. <laughs> not sorry at all. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just thinking of like rats that have been bred like dairy cows now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've yeah. got little black and white spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope she was eating cereal. <laughs> <laughs> for dinner on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just picturing, like, the uh, rats being milked in The Simpsons, all hooked <laughs> up to those little suction cup milkers. Yes! Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you could hook four of those up to a straw, or six of them, but it's just, I don't know how many nipples a rat has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, all right, hold on, I'm going to Google it. I mean, I, I, actually, I actually did Google milking, and there is a, a scientific paper on that. Rats oh. have 12, mice have 10. Ah, oh, cool. Well, did you know there's only one mammal with an odd number of nipples? I did. Yeah? What, what, what mammal is that? The Virginia opossum. Hmm. They have 13. In a, like, spiral, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they're not right out in like two rows like no. most mammals. It's like yeah. it's in a circle. <laughs> I've I've only I've only uh had my hand inside one opossum pouch, but yeah, it's real weird in there. You had your hand inside an opossum pouch? I did. <laughs> one of the perks of working at a wildlife rehab. That's um awesome. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was sort of transitioning from being a full-time or, well, hmm, full-time, part-time environmental educator to going back to grad school to become a research biologist, um, one summer I worked at a wildlife rehabilitation center, um, which was amazing. Um, it was really, really interesting. I learned a lot of cool things. I held a lot of interesting animals. I uh, was peed on by a lot of interesting animals. Um <laughs> I gave I've many been on by a lot of interesting right? animals. I gave a lot of raccoons vaccines and they scream a lot when you do that. Um, just like children. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, but I also, uh, there was a day where a family brought in uh, an opossum who, she'd been in some sort of scuffle of some kind was the best we could tell. She had wounds on her, but they were kind of older. But it looks like she had maybe um, gotten an infection in those wounds, and it also seems like maybe in the scuffle uh, her spine had been broken because the, the family found her like in the middle of the day dragging herself across their yard, which is like no. not... Not what opossums do, or not what they're supposed to do, right? So, um, she uh, unfortunately did not make it, but she had 13 babies in her pouch, um, and so I pulled all 13 babies out of the pouch, and then we raised them, uh, like we do with many orphaned animals. Um, but it's really interesting, not only were there uh, 13 babies, so one for each nipple, um, opossums can actually have more than 13 babies, um, but then of course there isn't... There aren't enough nipples for all of them. Um, but the nipples are weird. They're very, like, long. And I guess this is a thing, this might be true for most marsupials, but, like, the nipple is very long, and so when the baby crawls in there, because they're not fully developed yet, that's why they hang out in the pouch, is to continue developing, um, the opossum babies actually, like, swallow the nipple. So they're just, like, clamped on and kind of, like, semi-permanently attached. And so the, like, the, the end of the nipple with the hole where the milk comes out is kind of, like, basically at their stomach inside of them. Whoa. So they just, like, hang out and drink milk all day long. So that was really interesting for me to learn. Yeah. Science! <laughs> um, I have like yet... little mini Luke Skywalkers. <laughs> what?! He's In talking about way? the Tauntaun, I think, is where he's going with that. No, the, the uh, green milk in the new movie, how he just sort of... Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, he didn't swallow that nipple. No. <laughs> he probably he, could have. He I mean, you don't know his day-to-day life. No, that was, that's more like Cedric drinking, you know, eating anything. Just, like, just all in his beard and gross. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Um... But yeah, I, I have yet to come up with an adequate description for what the inside of the opossum's pouch feels like. Wow. Because it's like, so it's skin, right? There's not like fur in there, right? But it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Sorry, Veronica. Uh, she said dinner is done. I'll come back to it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like warm and I'm going to use that word everybody hates, but it's, like, moist, right? And Which is, like, the whole idea. It's supposed to be a, an environment that's conducive to the babies developing and, like, staying warm and comfy and safe, right? Mm -hmm. But, that, like, the fact that it's, like, this kind of warm, moist, unfurred skin meant that it was kind of, like, sticky is the wrong word, but you kind of know what I mean, right? Like, you stick yeah. your hand in and the skin is kind of, like, tacky against you. It was just, it was weird. Like... It's really cool that I got that experience, and it's a great story to tell people. But yeah, I don't really have a way of explaining exactly what it felt like. <laughs> it's like clingy, like a. Have you been wearing a like a nitrile glove for too long, and it's sweaty inside, and it's like clingy and. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Um. Yep. Opossums. Nipples. We were on rat nipples. We were on rat milk. We were on white whatever you're calling them now. Albino uh, cocras. <laughs> something like that. So, what should we what should we bring to this meeting? Whatever happened to that orc head? That is a great question. We've oh still God. got it. We have it. I just left it in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're sleeping around that thing. Why? The smell. I mean, it just smells like you know. It's only been dead for like four days. It doesn't smell that bad. Oh. <laughs> I mean, um, 
How bad does it smell compared to a rat farm? I have no idea. Well, you know, rats are kind of clean animals. If you yeah, if you clean out the pit, rats keep themselves clean. They really do. They they clean they're themselves like little cats. Little thing. Yeah. Did they're you adorable. know that on on average, a rat spends more time a day cleaning itself than cats do? I did know that. Mm. Yep. But yeah, I I think you have to you still have to clean out the manure. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, or unless they were like litter box trained. Mm-hmm. Um, our pit rats are not litter box trained. Um, and you have to, you have to build a winch to haul the manure up, but it makes great mushroom compost. So, you know, Hmm. so you have, you have like a closed loop in your production of these self-sustaining agriculture. I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all about the, uh, sustainable agriculture (laughs) in the caves where I grew up. (laughs) <laughs> you guys. You would have to be. Because mm-hmm. if you run out, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're like I mean, ants. Yeah. Anyways. So, <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to go up and get the orc head and bring it? I'll get it. Uh, okay, you get the orc head and you bring it back down into the dining room and Leon and the few other people that are in there just kind of recoil. <laughs> it does not smell good. And like, it's in a bag, but like the bag has some questionable stains on the outside now, <laughs> and like it just looks so gross. It looks real weird. There's definitely like a like a spot on the floor where it was yeah. sitting. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That's just like it's gonna be dark for a while. And since, yeah. and since Lucanus is already kind of like the kind of drunk that you get when you start saying inappropriate things, he just sort of points at the bag and he's like, "Hey, it looks like your shirt, Cedric." Now, my shirt does not look this bad. That is you definitely, unfair. You definitely lost the security deposit on your room with that stain <laughs> on the floorboard. <laughs> uh, uh, Leon has the rag that normally he uses to like wipe up the bar just like over his nose and his mouth. We should, we should probably get that out of here so we don't, you know, hurt our friend's business. Yeah, but... Fletcher starts coming down the stairs and he's like... <laughs> and he runs back upstairs. <laughs> All right, Cedric uh, carries it outside and just like leans it up, against, like like Lucanus. puts it like right against the side of the building, but just like outside the front. Lucanus, marvelous. Lucanus hears Fletcher run back and peeks his head up there, and he's like, "Hey, Fletcher, do you have an odor? Do you have an air freshener spe- spell?" You do actually. You just hear. Hurling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take your time. Uh, Cedric, outside, um, it is uh, a little bit warmer than yesterday and mm. still breezy and clear. Another absolutely beautiful spring day. Oh, man, that's going to be great for the heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there aren't like a ton of like street mongrels in this city, but like you, you see like maybe a dog snout poking around the side of a building. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I stick my head back in. I'm like, I would have to stay out here with the head so nothing carries it off. I don't want anybody to steal our head. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, we'll be ready to face the day soon. Oh my god. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, He's head-sitting. Yes, head-sitting. Anything else? Cedric or or Fletcher, are you okay? 
Uh, yeah, it's a few minutes, but I, I come back down. I'm just gonna be like, sit, there's like a bench out front, I guess, that I'm just like sitting on with my head. Like, <laughs> kicking my feet. Just a oh, dwarf okay. and his hammer and his severed orc's head. Yep. <laughs> Are you all convening outside once you're ready to go? Yeah, Lucanus has finished his breakfast and, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel a lot better after hurling. So, <laughs> you're welcome. I, eat, I get I get some very I get some light food. Okay. And eat that quickly <laughs> with water. Settle the stomach. Have some ginger. Okay. Um. And then. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay. So you've got your breakfast. You've got the head. Anything else? That's pretty much our only proof of what we have to say to them. So. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. I think we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's head see. up there. <laughs> well, so the so the appointment was for Cedric and I. Oh yeah. Oh. It was when right. we were being careful and you were saying back. But now that we well, have the guards not involved, we can bring Lucanus with us. Hopefully they're not involved. But what if there's shady guards? Did we kill I can stay. I can stay here and keep drinking. I'm fine with that. I would just be worried that this virgin might have some guards in his purse. Okay, that's fine. Let me let me hang out here and keep keep doing what I do. Oh, poor Lucanus gets left behind again. This shouldn't take long, Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> You're sure okay, Frank? I feel bad leaving you here. Lucanus just hang. Just holds up his, his holds up his mug full of beer and takes a swig. Uh, we'll right. be we'll be back. We, it, it shouldn't be long. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll tell you all about what the what Captain Dawson Clark is like. I'm sure they're super nice. And luckily, we won't be coming back with this head. Yes, yes. I imagine they'll want to keep it. Yes. And inspect it for clues. <laughs> Alrighty, um, so Cedric and Fletcher, you are hang, uh, heading, heading, uh, heading to the fort. Yep. Yep. Okay. We walk outside, and I'm like, I'm getting a little worried about Frank. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I don't think I've seen him once for the past two or three days without a beer in his hand. Yeah. I mean, if he were a dwarf, you know, I wouldn't be worried about him, but I feel like. I've heard... He wasn't like this before. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like the elves don't have quite the constitution that we do. Um, yeah, I feel like that orc encounter really did a number on him. Well, he doesn't seem like a talking type, so hopefully it resolves. I mean, I did say that I'd be willing to talk to him if he wanted. I told him. So, you know, figure if he wants to talk, he'll just, you know, come talk to me. Well... And then I'll Hopefully just, he does. Yeah, and then I'll just be able to fix his problems, whatever they are. Keep I'm, walking. I'm real good at I'm real good at advice, by the way. Do you have any Do you have any like problems you want to talk to me about? I took a class in pastoral counseling uh, when I was in uh, clergy school, cleric cleric school, which I did. Oh. What? While we're walking, I go, oh, well, there is this one thing. and But I rattle off some, like, 
like an ancient arcane problem from within like the university that scholars study that no one can figure out. And I, I rattle it off to him, and I'm like, "So, what do you think about that?" Oh, uh, P definitely equals NP. Yeah, I agree. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it makes sense to me. I don't don't understand why it wouldn't. <laughs> it's obvious. I don't know. <laughs> just gut level. I'm just going with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh goodness um and yeah so you guys make it up to the front of the and again there are two soldiers front sort of um guarding the doors like the last time you were here um so one of them steps forward and says uh please state your business we uh have a meeting arranged with the captain for today we were here uh two days ago to arrange it uh very well then i can escort you into the captain's office um, follow. Follow so, oh, yep, so he escorts you back um, pretty much the, you know, the same hallways that you went through before, um, back up to the desk where you see the same secretarial soldier um, sitting there, and they have a quick conversation. Um, the secretary checks the schedule and says, ah, yes, um, right this way, and sort of um, gestures you through um, uh, a door. Um, and into uh, another office. This one is a little bit bigger than, you know, the, the little secretary's little, like, anteroom, as it were. Um, and you can see, you know, big wooden desk, um, some papers and things. There's also uh, a weapon rack against the wall. Um, and there's a, a figure standing. Um, this room has a, a small window that looks out onto the ocean. And you can see the, um, basically, the from the body type, you can see the same figure who you saw on horseback the day before um, at the head of the military column for the parade. Uh, same figure, although not in armor right now, um, standing with their hands um, folded behind their back, just looking out the window. Um, so you see person, um, maybe like... Five foot eight, um, very slim, um, and sort of a mid-length haircut that's um, brown but graying quite a bit. Um, and as the door opens and you step inside, um, the figure turns around and you see, um, rather surprisingly perhaps for you, um, a woman. Um, again, slim, medium height, uh, mid-length graying brown haircut and quick hazel eyes that sort of do a quick appraisal of you as you step into the room. <clears throat> and she says, um, hello, uh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, hello, Captain, thank you for making this meeting with us, and my name is Fletcher Samson, and then I, and I, then I gesture to Cedric for you to introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Cedric Gunson. And we uh, wanted to have this brief meeting with you uh, to let you know of what perhaps could be uh, an important uh, threat to the city from outside the city walls that we encountered out in the wilds. Uh, yes, my um, my secretary told me that you had some sort of uh, report to give. Um, please. And she indicates there's a set of chairs sort of in front of the desk that you can sit in. Uh, so we step forward, and then, and then Cedric is still carrying the bag, which I'm surprised no one has mentioned the smell yet, walking through this place. I mean, the guards definitely did not stand close to him, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, uh, well, to, to go with our story, uh, first, do you have, perhaps you should open the windows, and if you have something that won't stain for us to put our evidence on. 
what is your evidence? Is that what's in the um, <clears throat> in the bag? Yep. It is. Yep, it's a head <laughs> in a bag. A head in a bag. Yeah, it's been there yeah. for a couple of days now, so I think it's starting to develop an odor. Uh -huh. I don't know if you can tell. I, I can. Um, and she sort of mumbles something under her breath and moves her hand, and a spectral hand uh, appears in the air and sort of <laughs> floats over to the bag, uh, and she says, uh, may I? Yeah, Are you going to open the bag? Uh, yeah, Cedric's, Cedric, like, like, opens the bag, like, like this, like, really, really wide, like, awkwardly. <clears throat> okay, um, the spectral hand... out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, the, the spectral hand dips down into the bag and grabs the orc by, the orc head by the hair and sort of lifts it up out of the bag and, uh, moves it back, you know, into sort of neutral space between all of you guys over just the stone floor. <clears throat> and it just sort of hangs there in space, and she says, Ah, um, yes, that's, uh, quite a bit decomposed, isn't it? Um, that's an orc, though, is it not? Yes. It is. We, uh, outside the city walls encountered this orc leading a, a small band of goblins, and we have reason to believe that, uh, you know, other orcs have been spotted in the wilds, and, uh, there, there, there may be a, a, a mounting danger uh, for them encroaching upon New Seychester. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I suppose I'm not surprised. Uh, where you find one orc, there's usually many more. Um, that is very odd. Uh, I mean, we've seen orcs on basically every continent, but this one. So to find them here now is strange. Um. I wonder if they're just making uh, use of the newly available uh, real estate, as it were, um, as are all of us, I suppose. Um, what makes you think it's some sort of um, invasion or, or uh, pressing danger, though? Uh, well, we were attacked, uh, and we, we did meet others uh, living in the wild who, who are... Uh, good people, and they uh, have also been feeling the threat of these orcs. So it, it seems like their intentions are uh, malicious. Again, pretty typical for orcs. Uh, I've interacted with many, and uh, yeah, most of them are. I uh, would rather fight than talk. Um, well, thank you for the information. Um, where exactly did this uh, combat occur where you said the, this orc and its goblin band attacked you? Uh, this was in the grasslands. The grasslands, yeah, uh, right. About a day's travel northwest of town through the farm formerly owned by some farmer. Uh... Some farmer. Uh, I'm sorry. Northwest of the city, that's the uh, that's the river. Then northeast. Ah, okay. Um, that makes more sense. Uh, so you were perhaps a day outside of town, um, but you were near one of the farms. Uh, that's concerning. Um, we definitely don't want. Uh, I know that the the exterior farms have issues with goblins and gnolls every once in a while, but um, to also add orcs to that list is just um, getting a little out of hand. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, we, s- we just didn't want the city to be caught unawares, since, as you said, there weren't orcs here before. No, I, uh, I very much appreciate that. Um, hmm. And you said uh, you interacted with other people um, out there who had also interacted with the orcs in some way? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't follow that part. There's people, you know, the, the other people who live outside the walls, like this farmer, Silas. Oh, so, so that other farmers... That was his farm- name, Silas, yes. So other farmers have reported uh, attacks by orcs already? Um, I haven't heard anything like that. Well, various creatures and things that they've seen. I'm not, not completely sure of what, what they spoke. Wait, what? No, the Abixians. It's the Abixians, Fletcher. They had seen... <laughs> I was about to make Fletcher do a bluff check, but thanks for just expediting that, Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Cedric has no guile, so no guile. Uh, no shit. Um, the the Abixians? Yeah, the Abixians, the native peoples of the grasslands and the forest and the the continent of Arda. Um, oh. They we we went out there, we met with them, and uh, they. Uh, <laughs> They told us that they had seen these orcs. They haven't haven't had fought them yet, but they had seen them, and they were mm. worried about them. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. That's interesting. Uh, I am vaguely familiar with the Abixians. My understanding was that they're uh, sort of a warrior people. Um. But you said they're concerned about the orcs. Yeah. I mean, they didn't seem warrior... I mean, like, you know, particularly warrior-like to me. But, you know, they seem capable of taking care of themselves, but I think they... They were, they were ready to defend, not to attack. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They just wanted to know, since they'd never... Oh, they'd never encountered the orcs before. They seemed to believe the orcs were a new thing. So I don't believe that these are native orcs. I feel like maybe they're a recent arrival. Uh, that would um, that would make sense. As I said, um, I I have encountered orcs on every continent uh, except this one. So, um, well, thank you very much for the information. It's good to know now before things get too out of hand, and we can start um, sending patrols into the grasslands and investigating um, to make sure this doesn't become a problem and preventing it from becoming a problem. Um, I suppose we might want to. Uh, Yes, we might also um, get some more uh, ships and crew from Tenibria to maybe scout the coastline um, to see if we can figure out where the orcs are making landfall. So uh, this is all very useful information. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Also, this doesn't appear to be the only non-native species that's causing a problem. There is, we encountered actually a wasp that's causing damage to the agricultural system that the Abixians are using in their forestry. Uh... So perhaps you should also dedicate some guards to making sure that you're not bringing in potentially dangerous species with your uh, uh, <laughs> food shipments from mm. Tenebria. Uh, well, trade really isn't our purview, um, but that is interesting to note. Um, hmm. Whose purview is it? <laughs> are, uh, we, are we going to try to set up, like, 
import inspection for invasive <laughs> species in New Chester. Oh, I'm so excited I'm about sorry. this. Sorry, I feel like these guards need to take some fucking responsibility. <laughs> You've created a town and yet taken no responsibility for your actions. You've set up this fucking military post, and then they're just like, "Oh, I mean, I guess there's a town, but it has no governance." Arda, we're the we're, Arda Plant Health Inspection Service. We're we're like just gonna just dump a bunch of invading people, non-native people here. We've built no government oversight. We're just gonna do whatever we want. Somebody's gotta take responsibility. It's not gonna be Cedric. <laughs> All right then. Um. Well, it's not the. <laughs> It's not the purview of uh, of the people of this fort. Um, we are uh, part of the Tenebrian military, uh, so we are a military presence, and we do um, provide uh, protection uh, for the people who live here. Um, but this city does not um, it does not belong to Tenebria. Uh, it has its own sort of um, governmental system, uh, which is, it's a protectorate of Tenebria, I suppose you can say, but this does not strictly belong to Tenebria. Um, so we do not have the same sort of um, controls on trade that you might find in um, a city in Tenebria or a city in one of the other countries. Um, this is more sort of a uh, a free port, as it were. Um, so many of the traders, uh, I suppose, if you, you were concerned about something being imported, you could speak to all of or some of the merchants and traders and the people doing business. Um, there is a, uh, a mayor-governor uh, uh, position within the city, as well as the city guard, who do more of the day-to-day uh, -day um, enforcement of rules and order in the city. Um, I, I don't know if that would uh, help assuage your concerns if you went and spoke to someone in that uh, chain of command. Nope. Fletcher's going to run for governor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Well, um, thanks. That's very helpful. Of course. Uh, you uh, provided me with helpful information. It's the least I could do to return the favor. Uh, Fletcher holds out his hand. He says, thank you so much for meeting with us. Captain... Uh, mm, let me make sure I get it right. <laughs> uh, Carolyn Dawson-Clark. Thank you so much for your time, Captain Carolyn Dawson-Clark. Carolyn Dawson-Clark. <laughs> like trying to think it, remember it, like remember it while saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Fletcher, and you as well, Cedric. Um, she's shaking your hand with her actual hand. The mage hand is still floating there, holding the head. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cedric's like, um, do you have like a bin for the this bag, or should I take it with me, or? Uh, uh... if you just leave it, and we'll take care of it. Thank you. Oh, okay. I... Cedric just drops it on the floor. He's <laughs> like, thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, we leave. I guess probably head right back to the marked bird. You leave. Okay. Um, we left, 
where we left Frank. You, that's where you left Frank. Um, this seems like a great stopping point because it is nine o'clock my time or ten Eastern. So we've been is, playing yeah, for. Ten. <laughs> yep, we've been we playing for three head. hours. Yay! You got rid of the head. Congratulations. We we've been beheaded. Yes. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Oh man, it's just you know, it's just a lot off. It's just a lot off our shoulders. <laughs> oh, man. oh my goodness, you got rid of the head. Yeah. Um, you met Captain Carolyn Dawson Clark, who runs the naval fort. You experienced the fun of New Sagester Day. Good job, guys. <laughs> All right. Um. So we will pick up there next time. Um, thank you to Veronica, War Yoshi, anybody else who was in the chat whose names I can't see right now because my computer was having, or my desk, or my uh, laptop was having internet issues. But anyway, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us. Or if you're out there in podcast land later on, um, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Hey. Our podcast has been downloaded and listened to in at least half of the United States, so that's at least 25 out of the 50 states. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you also to all of our listeners in Canada. We really appreciate you. Um, and we will see you all back here live next Saturday. That's February 1st. Nancy should be back with us. And we will see what uh, Kay, Cedric, Fletcher, and Frank get up to next. Um, so thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.